it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gut. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. 
talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hello once again, everyone. It's Mike Tanay from TNA Wrestling, and welcome to In the Room. Here's Brady, Kathy, The Stroh, Jordan, and Derek. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation radio network at vocnation.com. Brady Hicks here, and uh, my God, what a show do we have planned for you guys. It's going to be a great time, and uh, I I can't wait to jump right in. Uh, Once again, joined by the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Not much, Brady. What the heck was that music? <laughs> it's the French classic, Dominique. It's a <laughs> American horror story, actually. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and and American horror story, it, it's a lot like this show, Kathy. I, I won't even get into all the different ways true. that it is, but it is. It, it totally is. Uh, <laughs> also, the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, but it was incoming. Yes, I'm great to be here with you guys. Uh, I just found out uh, where Retribution got drafted to. Catering well, right? for more paper plates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, there's some Retribution for you right there. I, I wish I'm going to draft me Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, and, uh, of I'm, course, I'm my friend and yours... Uh, Matt Grimm as well. What, what's going on, Matt? Uh, nothing much. Just another uh, another episode of Raw and uh, another draft. And yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Actually, that's that's about yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a horror story in a way. You know, it's, <laughs> it is a horror. You cut the excitement with a knife. <laughs> yeah, it's palpable. New gra- new graphic, new uh, new sound, Kathy. Isn't that exciting? Lots, lots uh, to get geez. excited about tonight. <laughs> Almost as grating as Bray Wyatt's stupid screechy knife sound that it makes over and over again anytime he comes out. Uh, oh, it will pass so that before the end time. of the night. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> like that old meme, you know, <laughs> Kathy. I, I make all the ladies scream, no, please don't. Stop! <laughs> 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 I kid, of course. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. So tonight should be a lot of fun. I, I do want to talk about the draft. Um, there were a lot of just kind of interesting points. You know, you talk about retribution, and uh, they've been destroying Raw for months. So you wonder why they would draft them to Raw, uh, let alone sign them to a massive contract. And they did. They did both. Um, why would you trade away AJ Styles only to draft him with a relatively early draft pick again? I don't understand it. As a, uh, as our friend Amber O'Neill would say, I don't even know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but there, there's lots to talk about tonight with that. We can also talk about AEW, which I thought was a very good show this past week. Uh, although Cody is, uh, He's uh, I, I've heard listeners say it, and, and I can't disagree anymore. Uh, Stro, I think he's reaching king of the mountain status with uh, with AEW. I think at this point. Nine one four three eight eighteen eighty five. Yeah, well, it's hard not to be right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. But we can yeah. talk about that tonight. We we can we can definitely talk about all that tonight, and we'll, we'll have a good time doing it. And uh, we also have a very special guest, Kathy. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank you for, for lining this up. It's been a couple of years now. Uh, but the one and only Kevin Kelly. Uh, you may know Kevin from New Japan Pro Wrestling, where he's been doing a fantastic job. At least he was before the uh, kind of coronavirus set in, and then you don't hear so much from New Japan, but uh, at least here in the U.S. But, I, I mean, certainly without their they, – they definitely have their following – and uh, he's been a part of it the entire time, uh, providing the English commentary. Also, formerly with WWE, uh, you may remember him as Hermie. I'm sure he'd prefer you don't remember that, but uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll try to forget it. <laughs> I was watching some classic <laughs> interviews with him and The Rock, and they were just, like the one where The Rock made him put his finger up his nose. It was just 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 classic stuff. Uh, wrestling really getting back to its roots there. Uh, so, you know, I'm excited. I think talking John to Kevin tonight <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we'll have some fun. Like I said, nine, one, four, three, three, eight, 1885. Kevin was part of ring of honor too, for a little bit. So he's definitely been yeah. around and Kathy, uh, of a local note. It's interesting to me, you know, because of all the work that we do with ECWA, but, uh, Kevin Kelly kind of broke in in this area, with the ECWA as a manager, as an yep. announcer, and uh, as their heavyweight champion, briefly. Yes. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll have some fun with Kevin. It's really scary, and... but anyhow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh... <laughs> That's not Dorothy, I promise. <laughs> no. You like something like Um. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. I'm trying to see what else uh anything else that we should like. Um I, I saw that uh WWE extended their deal at the Amway Center, so they're gonna be doing the uh the Thunderdome for at least another month. I am guessing at least through Survivor Series, the uh, the details aren't available. Um I, for me personally, I mean it, I guess it's okay to see the fans there on the video screens. Um, but I thought, like, toward the end, they actually did a decent job at the Performance Center. I, I don't know that they need to spend all that money just to have fans on computer screens. But that's just me. 
That's just me. I, I don't know. Um, oh, I'm curious what people oh think God. about that. You know, I, I'm, I've been friends with both of these guys, but the, the whole banter back and forth between Jericho and Cornette's been tremendous. <laughs> I haven't been keeping tabs, but his uh, his commentary oh, yeah. on Jericho's uh, thirty year thing and then uh, that main event <laughs> just amazing stuff. Oh yeah, Corn- Cornette's like, yeah, I got my hair cut by this guy in Hartford, but that don't mean that uh, I'm going to call him for the main event of AEW. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh. oh man. Uh, I also wanted to mention. I- I'd definitely be remiss if I didn't mention um, that uh, Scott Hall. I-, I I keep hearing stuff about how he. <clears throat> He's off the bandwagon, off the off the wagon, and, and I hope that's not true. I, I actually was very excited to see that he uh, he was doing okay. Could have just been an off night. Sometimes people take a step backward. Hopefully he's okay. I, I really hope so. But uh, you know, I, I keep yeah. hearing all this stuff about him with that uh, virtual meet and greet, and and to know how close he probably was to like not making not making it a couple years ago. I I, I just I hope he's okay. I do. I do. Yeah, He's been absolutely. out of the DDP house for a little while now on his own and been able to do okay. So hopefully he can continue that. Did, did you hear about uh, Joey Ryan suing Anthem? <laughs> I heard he's suing all those girls that sued that, uh, that that spoke out about him. I didn't hear about him suing Anthem. Yeah, I, I just saw this today. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, so <laughs> the newswire is crazy this week. It really is it. Kathy, it is enough to make you uh, to make you scream. Exactly. Yeah. Uh so nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Um <laughs> Well Brady, let me ask you a uh, question. What about your girl, Alexa Bliss? Yeah. What about her? What about her? Did you <laughs> I I'll stop that. I'll stop her? that. Did you see her last Stop. night with Bray? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'd Listen, I'm happy that they're doing something with her. I think it's a, I think it's a, a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. You're, you, you don't like it? <laughs> Matt, you thought no, it was just... creepy, didn't you? Matt, well, weren't you the one that told me you thought it was creepy? The Alexa Bliss thing? Yeah. 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 Look, I'm sorry, just because... but... An, an image just because, of a like, terrified you got like woman. A turkey? Yeah. Well, like the the image of a woman who is clearly terrified and then forcibly penetrated with a dude's digits in her mouth, and then she somehow <laughs> becomes like she gets like Stockholm syndrome and goes Patty Hearst and decides to exactly. join him. Like it's just weird. It's like it's like that old weird male fantasy of like, oh, if if you if you rape the girl just right, she'll like it. Like, no, <laughs> that's just disgusting oh, and vile. Like, you know, Vince is sitting in the back, like pleasuring himself as as these segments play out. God, I hope not. I hope not. I I didn't see it from that point of view, but I, I mean, I guess you know, you you do make a point there. I'm I'm curious what everybody like, else why thinks is, as well. Like, why is he shoving his fingers in her mouth? Well, He's I mean, it's the mandible claw. Weird. Did did, did Mankind <laughs> never do that to any of the divas during his run? Mankind was, never put his hand a, in a girl's mouth? It 
it was a different context. It was always in the middle of some event, and it was it didn't look like a woman who was being held against her will, with a terrified look on her face. Not like terrified, like oh god, that sock is going to smell and taste horrible. It was yeah. oh god, he's going to put himself inside me. That's that's and the he got the, the darnest thing he got it from Mick Foley. <laughs> so what is that? Yeah, yeah, he got his blessing from Mick <laughs> thank, Foley. Thank I wonder you, Mick. if Mick gives. Wonder if Mickey was blessing for that. I don't know. I mean, I I didn't look at it like that. I mean, I I don't know. I I guess I was just excited because, damn it, they're doing something with her, you know. And it probably is going to lead to a decent push, I would imagine, and uh, maybe even a title at some point. Who'd have thought, Brady? All but you had yeah, to do was do yeah. a, a finisher, and then Alexa Bliss would like be mesmerized. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. You know, I, I, I will say this, Matt, and I know it's not on the same scale at all, but I was thinking about this the other day. And um, mm-hmm. people were so down when Daniel Bryan decided to start dressing like a gas attendant and follow him around. And it only lasted about three weeks. You know, so maybe this isn't a long-term thing. Maybe well, this is like I think part of a larger if, plan. If, if I can retort... I don't think the Daniel Bryan thing was part of a larger plan at all. And I think the fans revolted so violently because WWE started a storyline with him leading up to SummerSlam and then just decided that they were just never going to pay it out. And they would just shuffle him back like they have to everybody else down to like the middle of the card. And that was going to be the end of it. And, And I think they tried to shoehorn him into that position to get the fans to like drop it and forget about it. And all it did was solidify like, oh, man. people's opinion that this dude should be main eventing WrestleMania. Now, they, they changed course because they had to with him. Alexa Bliss isn't in the same position that Daniel Bryan was in in, in, in 2014. No. It's, not, it's not the same. Oh, no. Can, yeah. I got can you imagine? 13 now, wasn't it? Ugh. Can 20, you imagine yeah, 2014. when these two break up? 13, can you imagine right. when these two break up? Can you imagine when these two break up? I mean, Lexa Bliss will literally become the fiend then. <laughs> Maybe. It'll be nasty. Maybe. I, <laughs> I, I'm sure something is going to happen at some point to remove this trance. I, I got to think. I get, either that or she's going to get released, Kathy, one of the two. Uh, which it could be that. I, I, I mean, just, she's been around for a little while now. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, look at everybody else who sticks around forever anymore. Nobody leaves. Yeah. Well, the, you know what? The women By don't the stick around, though, usually. I mean, Natalia is like... God, Natalia is like... You know, she, she's almost through her second generation here now. Like, she's... Uh, she's she's rare. She, it has, is that all it's been? It feels longer. Did you see what she did at the Battle Royal where she kept her body... From touching the ground by or just by holding their arms on the rope, man, that's that took some strength. That was that pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see when Lacey Evans yeah. kicked her tooth out? How could I no. know? It was right, right in the face. Oh, yeah. it, it happened. That was it good. happened. She I might have to that. call Britt Baker about that. <laughs> oh my God! Just saying. Just saying. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's um it's it's interesting. It is interesting, and uh, I'm curious to see. And, and I never really understood for the life of me. Um, maybe you guys can provide some clarity to me here. Uh, but I feel like if you're going to do a draft, 
shouldn't the idea be that you're kind of resetting things and like letting people go in different directions and get away from people that they're feuding with and stuff like that? Uh, why do they feel the need to carry entire feuds to a new show where maybe it's not necessarily the same fans watching? Like, why do you need Kevin Owens and Aleister Black or Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins or, or, or um, Bray Wyatt and I, I don't know. Like, that, the whole thing just seems kind of silly to me. Like, give them a fresh start if you're going to move them. You know, do something different. Am I alone there? Like, that, that's how I feel. Yeah, no, you're right. And also, again, I, I gotta, I gotta, you know, while we're talking about the stupidity of the draft, I, I gotta mention um, how stupid the draft really was. Um, because if USA <laughs> or Fox, in theory, right, they have the option to take an entire unit or just one or two pieces of a unit. But why wouldn't you take the entire unit? Like, okay, yeah. So, so, so USA drafts New Day, right? But they leave Big E. Well, why did they leave Big E if you could get Big E for free? It's Is there so a salary stupid. cap that they're not talking about? It's half day. And the order of things. Yeah, that's half day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like two-thirds day. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's so stupid. It really is. Oh, and, and the draft God. order is another thing. Like, okay, like, why is Naomi, who hasn't been on TV in two months, being drafted ahead of, ahead of some of these people who were regular main eventers? Why? Why? Stupid. Why? Because why not a is real draft. Titus O'Neil getting drafted? Titus O'Neil hasn't been on Raw in almost a year. <laughs> <laughs> why did Raw was like Raw was like we haven't used him for the last year, but we got to make sure to spend our last pick to keep him here so we can continue to not use him. Right. <laughs> And then it's, you're, honestly, you're, if you're from the wrestler's perspective, you're better off not being drafted because then you can just sign to whatever show you want to be on. Right, exactly. So you should probably actively do things to just be a dick around the office and not get drafted at all. You would think. Works for Heath One would think. Now, now that's one job security. <laughs> no that one is job security. That's problem. Uh, now <laughs> I actually want to see Kofi and, and Xavier have to wear khakis and... Um, and polo shirts to the ring and have them change their name to Business Casual Day. <laughs> Womp, that I was kind of hoping that they'd uh, go that back was, to the, that was I, that was terrible. <laughs> I was that I was kind of hoping that they'd make them go back to ministers, you know, do like the Reverend Devon, but with them, you know. Now that they're away from Big E, do you think Something that would make like them heels again, though? Probably, probably. Oh, and this is another thing, and, and just a minor thing, but it gives me fits. Um, why would you switch your tag team champions, then just have them switch belts? Like, as somebody that's keeping track of the lineage, how does that work? Uh, I don't even know how you list that. What, just decided to, to, to volunteer your title and take theirs? Why not just leave them on the show? Or have them lose and then switch. Or have them vacate their title when they leave. Why do championships have to go from show to show? Why does any of this have to happen the way that it happens? I I mean, 
I mean, you know what the worst part for me was was watching better, and better every time they would fit. Yeah, fit. I mean, every time that they came out and announced picks, I felt nothing. I was just like, right. eh, okay, whatever. I guess it's because nobody really matters. Do you think Stephanie was reading directly from the format sheet, or did she bother to really make up little cards like that? No, I think she was probably reading from the format sheet, and then, I don't know. Somebody needs to get that did girl you, a new, a new the, wardrobe assistant. Did you the boarding assistant. school teenager that gave her the cards at the beginning of the show? With the yeah. curly hair? Oh, yeah. Looking at a boarding Stupid, school yeah. kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like a reject God. from Harry Potter or something. Right. He looked like he was straight <laughs> out of Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, in, it's like that dude from oh, too. Well, listen, if one good thing comes out of the draft, I will say this, and Derek will probably kill me for saying this, Kathy, but I, I, I feel this way. I always felt that Big E was the guy that should have broken out on New Day. And they're finally going to give him a chance to do that. And I hope that they actually follow through with it, because I think that Big E should be a main eventer. I never understood when they were pushing Kofi like that. I just don't understand why it he has to just, break the group up to do that. Because the Kofi experiment I, proved that you could keep the group together and do that. Right. Well, I mean, I think that they just figure that Biggie is popular enough on his own now. It would be my guess. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, I am going to say that uh, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts when it comes to New Day. Well, I, I think that's what we're going to find out. But Biggie has, yeah. I mean... Yeah. For the first time since the group was formed, here's a guy on his own carrying it without any of the other two. And he's been doing it for two months now. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, no, I agree. I, I wouldn't have necessarily broken them up. I, I thought it was funny that they broke them up, but I wouldn't have done it necessarily. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But there were so many, like, kind of head scratchers with the whole thing. Like, AJ Styles, you know, going to, to – from getting traded to SmackDown. And then I guess Raw had buyer's remorse on that because they drafted him and allowed Rude and Ziggler, who they traded him for, to go back to, <laughs> to get drafted. <laughs> so both sides, I guess, hated their pick that much that they, that they, uh, that they went and kind of reversed course. Uh, oh, I just maybe, wish what, they would six, just... six, seven weeks? Sorry. Yeah, I just wish that they would just come out and say AJ Styles and Paul Heyman can't be in the same building together. Period. That's really, yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. didn't even know Lars Sullivan was even with the company until this draft. Yeah. <laughs> well, he came uh, back I on Friday. He took a break I wish from he typing there. homophobic comments to uh, to come back and wrestle again. Yeah, or maybe he was trying to solicit yoga instructors and he wasn't able to get anybody for this week. I don't know. Um, oh, man. Who knows? <laughs> Kathy, you know, that's not I, down I, dog. I, that's not oh, down great. dog. That's that move. <laughs> it's a different kind of dog. I, um, I, I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm very lucky that nobody has ever screenshotted me over the years. I'm, I'm only kidding, of course I am, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, the whole thing is crazy. I feel like I'm nuts. Yeah, right. What was it? Like, like Will Ferrell and Zoolander, you know? I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah. And then later we go to our audience. 
and (laughs) 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 yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. So that's where we are tonight. That's where we are tonight. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. As Steve pointed out, uh, Natalia is the new toothless aggression. I, I, I'm sure she'll get it fixed. I'm sure she'll go to Britt Baker and get that taken care of. Um, that was kind of dark, Steve. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so that's where we are tonight. And, and AEW was good. I, I enjoyed the Jericho stuff. I did. I got. I got to say that guy. Um, is like a fine wine. Like he continues to get better and better with age. I, uh, he, I, yeah. I mean, even that tag team match as, uh, as silly as that was, you know, damn it. He made it, you know, he, he made it. I'm glad he survived. It. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Uncle yeah, Lester was going to get him there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Uh let me see here. Anything else that uh Total Bellas comes back. Does anybody care about that? That's in November. Woohoo. I used to love to, I used to love Total <laughs> Divas, but I, I just the last couple of years I just really haven't watched since Alexa Bliss is off the cast. I, I just haven't watched, you know, well, that hasn't explains it. carried my interest, so um <laughs> oh. How about this one? Okay, I should mention this. So Mercedes Martinez is out of retribution. They just kind of drop her out of nowhere, and she's going back down to NXT. Um, In my opinion, probably the better move, because you'll get to see her actually perform under her own name and show how good she is. And I think it'll be a really good thing for her. It is a little strange that one-week retribution has... (laughs) What's that? So much for that Dixie Cups endorsement she would have got with the retribution. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, it just it the whole thing is strange to me. It is. Um but I, I like I said, I, I do think it's a very good thing for Mercedes because she's gonna get a chance to be her. And uh Mia Yim honestly missed out on good that her. just so that she could be on the road with Keith Lee, you know. So anyway, right. lots of stuff we can talk about tonight. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. But before we get to the phone lines and all that fun stuff, Kathy, I, I have a very special treat for everybody. I, I don't want to keep him waiting. He is a, a favorite of mine. I, I loved him back from the days of the Attitude Era, watching him on TV, uh, WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling. We have Kevin Kelly on the line. Kevin, how you doing, man? Good, to, good to talk to you tonight. I'm- I'm doing great. It's uh, good to speak to you guys again. Hope everybody's doing well. Well, you know, we're, Hi, we're, we're hanging in there. Hi, Hi Kathy. <laughs> Kevin, what what have you been up to, man? I, I mean, obviously, the um, this pandemic has kind of slowed everybody down a little bit, but how have things been in your up your way, out your way? It's it's been well, you know. Again, uh, the day to day, just living and getting around. Of course, everything is is uh, completely turned upside down. So, been spending a lot more time at home, which has been fine, and haven't been traveling to Japan, which I miss greatly. But I've been very busy because uh, we're continuing to produce uh, 
uh, new content all the time for New Japan World, and we are right in the middle, almost to the end now, of the uh, G1 Climax Tournament, and we have been adding the English commentary after the fact, so they do go up on a bit of a delay, like one to two days, but uh, we're coming up on the home stretch, and we've got one more tape show tomorrow, and then the final three nights, um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're going to be live with English commentary, so we're very excited about that. Oh, wow. now, you talk about you talk about the G1, and obviously a lot of the fans here are really excited to see this thing. Uh, what are your thoughts on the tournament this year? How's it looking? This year, it's a little different, and not necessarily from a you know who's in it perspective, but Rocky Romero and I have noted this year that there seems to be a lot more strategy, and there seems to be a lot more targeting of a body part beginning the match with a game plan in mind and kind of laying the foundation along the way. Like, for example, Tetsuya Naito. He targets the neck of his opponents. It sets up his destino. Everything that he does along the way, he will clamp on this. And in some circles, it would be considered a submission hold, where he uses his legs almost like a full Nelson. Okay, but he's not trying to submit his opponent. If he got one, he'd take it. But he's simply trying to wear down the neck. And then in the stand-up, instead of necessarily throwing forearms along the jawline, he will step to the opposite side and he'll use his right elbow and drive that elbow into the side of the, the neck. Everything that he is doing is with a purpose. There's been a lot less risk-taking in this tournament. So the guys are fresher towards the end. Plus, in an effort to keep down head count, you know, athletes that have to get tested, fewer, you know, let's minimize the risk. So only the wrestlers that are wrestling on the block are on that card. It used to be you had preview tag team matches of what's to come in the next block, so let's say B block is wrestling this night. You're going to have five singles matches. Well, you'd have three or four underneath tag matches involving the guys that were going to be in the next A block event. Have that. Instead of having to get dressed, suited up, and compete 19 times over 30 days, we've now cut that number down to 10. So the athletes are a lot okay. fresher down the stretch. And hmm. it's been... Different. The shows are shorter. It's an easy watch. If fans are want to get caught up and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be there a week. No, it is two and a half hours at the most. You got one opening match. That's a young lion match, which we've made our unofficial C block. And then you jump right into the block matches. So every card is six matches. It, it, it's fast moving. And there are fans in the building. It's weird, though. They always say the Japanese fans are so quiet. Well, now (laughs) they are required to be quiet. They're not allowed to make noise with their mouths. Everybody has to wear a mask. And in an effort to reduce (coughs) spraying of droplets, excuse me, um, Mm -hmm. even though everybody's wearing a mask, they say you can only make noise with your hands and your feet. So you hear a lot of clapping. You hear some, some stomping of feet. But for the most part, it's it's pretty quiet, and it's been wow. great. 
The the wrestling has been outstanding. And, and certainly New Japan, definitely known for outstanding wrestling. I I think it's an exciting thing, and I think fans are kind of going to get a different different perspective with it. Uh, you know, when they get to watch this tournament in full, uh, Kevin, it's interesting because, and there's obviously never a good time for a pandemic to hit, but um, I feel like new Japan was making such good momentum and, and great inroads in the U S uh, right before this thing kind of struck. I mean, talk about some of the changes that you've seen even just in the last couple months with new Japan. There has been, of course, you know, at the, tail end of last year when access was bought by Anthem that, you know, when the TV deal came to an end and we, we knew that that was going to happen once, once Anthem purchased it, they own impact. So there's no way they were going to have a competing brand on. Um, then it became, okay, well, will we have television in the United States? And everything of course immediately shut down and i would imagine that any conversations that were being had were probably put on hold as well because there's not one business that hasn't been impacted by covid-19 and the television business certainly has been impacted so that changes everything but we got creative on the new japan world side and you know we were all coming up with ideas we were tasked with coming up with ideas for content and a lot of us had ideas of, okay, we could do interviews over Zoom and we can record them and put them up. Okay, so we did that. And we did a little bit of it and we toyed with the idea of like, all right, let's see, you know, the day in the life. But there was nothing going on. So it was extremely boring and we shelved that pretty quickly. But at the same time, let's put together a television show that we can record here in the States with the wrestlers of New Japan that are uh, basically sitting at home, and but we'll bring them in, we'll bring a, bring everybody to a closed set, we'll do strict testing, you know, and we'll make sure that everybody's isolated from anybody else, and we'll just bring the athletes over to the building, we'll record matches, and we'll put it up on New Japan World, and that became the new Japan Strong Show, which is airing new episodes every Friday at 10 Eastern uh, on New Japan World. And it's a mix of U.S.-based New Japan wrestlers, a lot of Bullet Club, and a lot of independent guys that generally are from the West Coast that may have been seen on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood or uh, various independent promotions out there. But people that Rocky Romero had seen over a few months and some others had seen over a few months and some recommendations from Dave Marquez as well. And uh, we were able to put together a pretty neat roster of some different stuff. Plus the LA dojo was out there. So we utilize those athletes. Like for example, this past Friday, Clark Connors, a young lion won the first ever lions break crown tournament, which was a replacement for last year's young lions cup. Earlier in the season of New Japan Strong, Kenta won the the New Japan Cup USA tournament. And as a result of that, not only got the trophy, but he got the rights holder certificate for a future U.S. heavyweight championship shot against John Moxley. And I understand that negotiations are underway right now to make that match finally happen because Moxley has been the U.S. heavyweight champion uh, he won it at Wrestle Kingdom. He last defended it at New Beginning in Osaka against Minoru Suzuki when everything shut down. 
Yeah. So okay. there's a lot of good stuff that has been coming down, even though we've been shut down. So the replacement for our TV deal has been this brand new show called New Japan Strong that we own and that we put up on our our streaming site, which is New Japan World. Very cool. Uh, now, I, I got to ask you, just uh, given the popularity that New Japan has kind of uh, – the buzz has created in the United States these last couple years, it, it really has emerged. Um, I, I want to ask you if that surprises you, but it probably doesn't. But what, what's your feeling on the popularity that New Japan has experienced here in the Western world in these last couple years? Well, it, it kind of does surprise me, ready right? to, to answer your question honestly. Okay, it does okay. surprise me because I was like so many others that for years I thought, and, and again, it wasn't accessible to me like it is now, um, Sure. to go through the hassle as it appeared to me for tape trading and things like that. You know, I was working in WWE. I saw enough wrestling on my own. You know what I mean? I wasn't looking for like more wrestling to watch. So, it, you know, it wasn't a thing for me, and I was of the mistaken thought that the language barrier would prevent me from understanding what was going on. But very quickly, when I started watching, when it was on, did I lose you? And you, uh oh, Kevin, you there? So. Okay, and, and then right. I got a Philip. Then I got a radiation for the system of New Japan and how it works, mm -hmm. where they take like WWE spent twenty five million dollars on the PC, right? Just on the building. Yeah, shiny weights, top of the line, everything first class. It's a it's world class facility, but yet they've had a hard time developing wrestlers to come out of their cold. To, uh, to become big major stars. Uh, they've missed more than they've hit. But yet, New Japan Pro Wrestling has relied on their dojo system since the company's inception. And it's just this train of athletes that has come out. You name me an athlete on the roster, and I can tell you where he came from. And the overwhelming majority of the athletes that are the top guys in New Japan came through the New Japan dojo system. That's cool. Uh, why do you think that is that WWE? And obviously, you're not there anymore. But uh, why do you think that is that WWE is failing to kind of build their own stars like they had always kind of envisioned, like that, compared to what I you think guys it's, are doing? I, it, well, again, you can look at it two ways. You can look at who's buying the groceries, or you can look at who's cooking the meal. And I think the ingredients are fresh. I think that they're you know, they're, they're drawing good athletes, but there's two issues. Number one, unless you want to be a wrestler, it's in your heart. It's in your soul. It's in your blood. You can come from another sport. You can come from another walk of life. That doesn't matter. Everybody came from somewhere. Nobody was born a wrestler out of the womb, but unless you want to be a pro wrestler, it's very hard to become a successful pro wrestler because it's not in your heart. And by the God, who don't have the measurables, like a Daniel Bryan, for example, doesn't fit the mold of the traditional WWE superstar, but he was able to break through. And he got into it because he loved wrestling. 
and he, he loves other things as well. And they're always looking for, well, what, what's the other thing? What, what did he do? Where did he come from? What's he all about? What's his background? He just likes wrestling, uh, you know? So that's one thing. And then the other thing is when they are ready, there's the disc to say, on NXT presented as and that's at the top. I think those for every athlete that has come through uh, the PC system, you know, and a lot of the stars mm-hmm. of NXT are part of the PC, but a lot of them came from the Indies or from Ring of Honor or from uh, wherever. Uh, you know, and you get like let's say uh, Hanson and Rowe, Ivar and Eric. Okay. So they were veterans, and they came through the uh, PC system, but it was more of just like filter through, and they're going to project up to the main roster. And then, of course, you know, the uh, uh, their tag team name escapes me, Montez and, and uh, Angelo. The, uh, A Street Profits, yeah. What, what's their name? Yes. A Street Profits. Street Profits. Yes. Yeah, home, homegrown, right? Had done other things, mm-hmm. but they came through, and they developed. Um, and – They've they've connected with the audience, but they didn't really they didn't really change a whole lot with what they were doing in NXT. So it's a um, it's a unique situation, but because there's also a lack of reliance on wrestling when you get up to Raw and SmackDown, there's less emphasis on it. It works mm-hmm. in the dojo system because the same things that you do in the dojo system. You can still do when you get up to the main roster. In fact, that's the foundation. The Young Lions are only allowed to do the foundational moves. Young Lions don't, by and large, jump off the top rope unless they're really advanced and they're getting ready to graduate. Uh, They keep it on the ground. There's a lot of mat wrestling. There's an emphasis on strikes. There's an emphasis on heart and toughness. And you've got to be able to take an ass kicking and then come back and give an ass kicking. So those are things that wrestlers on the main roster can rely on. And we have all the video footage. That's the other thing. We don't ignore our history. Tetsuya Naito wrestled Kazuchika Okada when they were both young mm-hmm. Lions. And that was part of the highlight package when they wrestled in the, you know, ultimate main event of the second night of Wrestle Kingdom for the first ever double championship. <laughs> you know, 70,000 yeah. combined fans saw the two events over two days. Amazing. And they were former yeah. young Lions. So that's, Wow. That's really all you need to know about the differences between the two companies. Well, you know, you talk about the differences. I'm curious, are there any comparisons to be made between what you guys were doing during the Attitude Era that was successful and what New Japan is kind of doing today, what you're doing with New Japan? Well, I know one thing is that both, uh, you know, the guys during the Attitude Era and the New Japan stars are never told what to say. There's not a script. Okay. Here, after you get done with your match... You go stand in front of this backdrop, and you say whatever's on your mind, and you let the chips yeah. fall where they may. And you get some I, – I, I like it. I said in commentary recently, the post-match comments are a must-watch for fans during the G1 because not only do they tell you how the athlete is feeling immediately when they get done with the match, a loss or a win, doesn't matter, and if they're capable of speaking, if they're, you know, if they're banged up, they're not going to – go and speak because they really can't but um just about everybody will at least walk through the area and say something but it's it's like truth serum 
because they're not thinking. They're just reacting. They're not planning things out in their head. They're not told what to say. So you get their real thoughts, and it's fascinating stuff. And if you look at what Kenta does, for example, in these post-match comments, he is so creative and funny, and he has created this. You have to just go and watch it. It's he, he, the person holding the camera is a person to him. And we don't see that person, but he talks to the camera like it's a real person. (laughs) And they have this relationship. Uh, And he'll weave in and out of, you know, his match or his upcoming match or whatever, and he'll goof on Yoshihashi, and then he'll get back to his point. But it's uh, it's just an example of the creativity and the freedom that the athletes have in New Japan to be able to create their own stories. And fans enjoy it they notice the difference right away because nothing sounds scripted because it isn't and it's drama that just plays out before your eyes for example the most recent within bullet club because again it always happens every year that members of the same faction wrestle each other and in within bullet club switchblade jay white and yujiro takahashi were in the same block they wrestled over the weekend yujiro has yet to win a match and Jay White was in the mix with the block leaders. So obviously mm-hmm. Jay White would win. And, you know, 100 times out of 100, Jay White is going to beat Yujiro Takahashi. But there was a deal apparently struck where Yujiro was just going to simply lay, simply lay down for Jay White. Jay didn't even bother to get dressed. He was in his street clothes. And, but Yujiro changed his mind, kicked out, and wound up nearly beating Switchblade, although... Jay White beat him in just a couple of minutes. And he okay. was legitimately pissed. And he blew up at Gato. He was, did you know about this? And Gato's like, no, I didn't. And you, he didn't get a chance to talk to Yujiro, but there have been shots across the bow between Switchblade and Evil, who are on opposite blocks, could meet potentially in the finals, where um, Jay took exception with the way Evil wrestled against Kenta, also in Bullet Club, where they were going to all throw up the two sweets, and instead, Evil only two-sweeted the spoiler Dick Togo, who is his corner man. <laughs> and okay. Jay said something about Evil, and then Evil said something about Jay, you know, and I liken it to the coach who, of a team who would probably much rather the guys take care of their business in-house and not let it out to the media but yeah. they're instead of just you know taking that advice, they're letting it fly on social media or in inter- interviews or whatever, and it blows up into a big thing. So it hasn't blown up into a big thing yet. It's just talk, but it just makes the fans so interested in what's going on. You're uh, you're, you're so passionate about this, and I think it's great. What what you're describing to me sounds fun. Kevin, how much mm-hmm. how important is it to for wrestling to be fun? Because I feel like at some point, some of these U.S. companies lost that idea. Well, that's a great uh, way to look at it, and I think you're exactly right. Wrestling was always fun. I went to my first live event when I was 10 years old, when I lived in Florida. And I just remember having – I don't remember the card. I remember Rocky Johnson being on it. I think he wrestled Harley Race. Uh, but I don't remember the card particularly, but I just remember having a great time. And I remember 
one of the last events that I went to in Florida was in, you know, 87, I think. And it was a bash event, 87 or 88, 87. And I took friends of mine that I worked with and they were not wrestling fans, but we had the best time. And I'm explaining who's who and what's what. And, you know, the two girls that were with us were oohing and on over Lex Luger when he came out, you know. And I got to see Flair and Dusty in the main event. I'll let you guess how the match ended. Um, <laughs> but the, but the, um, the theme has, was always fun. And if you're, not, if you're not having fun watching something, why watch it? Right. Um, it, it, it? Why go to it? Why spend money on it? You know, if, if if I look at if you use social media as a barometer, and I think we need to put social media in its proper context, twenty seven percent of the U.S. population uses Twitter. Twenty seven percent, but yet social media, Twitter, for prime example, seems to be the thought leader in so much of what we do, and not just in, and not just with wrestling, but with everything, and ten uh, percent of the twenty seven percent on Twitter are there for politics, their political accounts. So that's the majority of what Twitter is there for is for politics. And there's very Hmm. little crossover. There's a lot of crossover with wrestling fans talking politics, but not much crossover with politicians or political uh, reporters using Twitter to talk about wrestling. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's a pretty small audience of wrestling and wrestling fans that are on Twitter. And yet it seems to be the driving force behind everything. I have a big fat old dog. Okay. And she sneaks out. (laughs) She sneaks away from me and goes and eats the cat's food and she won't leave it alone. And I had to come in here and yell at her, get away from his food. Anyway, (laughs) that's, I thought you were going somewhere with that. I I got you. I got you. No, 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 no. I'm yelling at my dog. (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, I think we need to put those numbers in proper perspective. Okay. Yeah. For sure. There's a lot of people that still watch wrestling on a weekly basis, albeit in, not in the numbers that we're watching during the Attitude Era, but there was no other way to consume wrestling in the Attitude Era. Now you've got a lot of streams and a lot of uh, different ways to watch. And a lot of it used to be, but again, we know wrestling is less popular because we used to all talk about it. It was water cooler talk. It was something you talked about with your friends. Now, do people talk wrestling at work? I don't think so. They might remember, oh, Stone Cold, The Rock, Hulk Hogan. But they're not talking about the current product. And I would say that a lot of older fans who may have watched during the Attitude would be hard-pressed to name uh, the wrestlers that are currently the champions in the WWE. I would have a hard oh, time. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, 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 I just yeah. don't follow it. But I could, t- I could tell you every single thing about New Japan, but that's my job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. the majority of fans, majority of wrestling fans, don't know about New Japan. So that's why we need to continue to branch out and continue to tell these stories and continue to make the product as embraceable and digestible as it can be so that the casual fan, the UFC fan, the sports fan, the old wrestling fan, the boxing fan will come back and will watch and will be like, oh, this is different, but I like it. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, like you said, like during the Attitude Era, like wrestling was so popular, even with the mainstream. Uh, you guys, even the announcers, were like rock stars, you know? At least it felt that way to me as a fan. Uh, do you ever look back during your career? I mean, you've had so many different moments, Kevin, but have you ever had like that kind of pinch me moment, you know, the, the one that you look <laughs> back and think like, man, it's never going to get any better than this. Have you ever had that? I wrote about, I was, by the way, uh, I was for quite a while with WWF magazine. I was the informer. So if you remember that really? the back page mystery <laughs> yeah. column, yes, I wrote, I, okay. I wrote, Vince Russo wrote it and then he handed it off to me and I just followed what he was doing and then kind of made it my own. <laughs> but okay. I had written an article and it was in May of 2000 or 99. I can't remember the year. And we were in Orlando and I, and, and getting sun outside of the Amway center was uh, Prince Albert, Crash Holly and Val Venus. And they were sitting in chairs and they just had their shorts on and they were, had their eyes closed, just looking up at the sun. And I grabbed one of the photographers and I had to take a picture and I told them what I was going to write about. And I said, in this informer article, it was written – it was my point of view, but it was still – and it was about how much fun everybody was having mm-hmm. and how easy it was and how it was because it was so fun that everybody was encouraged to do their best and everybody would do their best. Not everything would work, but everything was available and everything was on the table, and everybody was making money from the opening match guy all the way to the main eventers guys made money like they had never made before. And that certainly can cure a lot of ills. (laughs) When guys are making money, you're not going to hear people bitching. And now as they start to take more things away, more revenue streams and guys are just really getting paid their downsides and there's no more pay-per-view bonuses and there's no more, this, no more that work isn't as fun. And they don't enjoy it as much. And that was one of my peak experiences. I think that episode that we taped that night was the highest rated of all time. And and that was a night where, because of the NBA playoffs, there was no competition from Nitro. And I think the rating on the show was like a 7.9 or something. And I I, I believe the main event, the, the final match of the episode, my point was that the main event that night, quote unquote, was the Mean Street Posse versus Patterson and Briscoe. You know what I mean? A complete gaga match. But that was what (laughs) held the audience all the way through because they wanted to see what was going to happen with the McMahon family and how it was all going to intertwine, and we were waiting for the glass to break, and eventually it would or whatever. But somebody was going to get their ass kicked, and it was going to be fun. And that was the threat of the show all the way through. So that was my peak experience. And really, it was the peak experience of the WWE. Uh, certainly being Astrodome for uh, WrestleMania 19 was another peak experience. And I sort of lived vicariously that night. I've told this story before, but I lived vicariously through two production assistants who were in the truck. They were two of the producers who got a moment and went outside of the truck. Now, the Astrodome was so huge that were able to put 70,000 fans in there and the trucks were able to park inside at field level. 
And so they came outside of the truck and they stood on the, uh, on the stairwell right outside the door and they okay. just looked at all the people. Now they had been seeing the people in the monitors, but they wanted to experience it even if just for a second. And most of the people that worked at the TV studio, I don't know if it's the case now, but it was certainly the case when I was there. They were television professionals. They were not wrestling fans. Most of them couldn't give two craps about wrestling, but they liked the scene. And so these two had to come out and just stand there for a few seconds and look. And I watched them look at all the people, and I was like, wow, they're having a moment. Yeah. You know, it's amazing uh, because they were cool. never going to experience anything, anything like that again. Of course, they continue to do WrestleMania in stadiums now, probably got an old hat to a lot of people. But that was like the big one because that was the first one where we jumped from the major arena and going into uh, the huge stadium. Yeah, now that is wild. That is wild. Uh, Kevin, a couple quick fan questions I just wanted to get to, and then we'll we'll get you off the line before Kathy's heavy breathing kind of consumes us all right now. Uh, She was another one that during, you know, you talk about peak experiences and even the announcers being rock stars. You know, I I, I think I caught a couple of Kathy's bras that she had thrown, you know, in trying to get noticed and get attention. It, it, it was okay, Kevin. Kathy, because I I was able to keep you know the cantaloupes in them, and they didn't hit the floor. You know, I had there was a lot of room. But... I thank you for that, though. It was very very flattering. It was very flattering. Uh, Kevin, one of the fans wanted to know about your opinion of the uh, the Brian Pillman Steve Austin at uh, Brian Pillman's house that the gun angle. Oh my God! What it was? It, I get asked about that so often, and in fact, I just did a uh, a virtual meet and greet uh, a couple of weeks ago online, and it was a lot of fun. And I got asked about that. It was it was such a weird scene and such a weird day, you know. And it, again, this wasn't where everything was produced and carefully scripted. It was sort of flying by the seat of our pants, and like Vince decided to jump in the last second. He wanted to ask some questions. So it sort of changed what I was going to do a little bit, but I didn't know very much of anything. I was just there during the day and I was talking a little bit with Brian and he was in a lot of pain. And I talked with Melanie. I got to know her a little bit, you know, and the house just looked kind of sad because it was a nice house and a nice community. But I guess because Brian was laid up and, you know, things just weren't getting done. And I just I felt bad for him because he he wanted nothing more than to finally be healthy, and he had to have mm-hmm. his second surgery to go back in and refix what was not healing correctly on its own. So, but it was again you went, once we went live and the lights were on and we started to go, it was insanity, and to think that WWE imagine if you put something like that on TV today, outcry. There was enough outcry back then, trust me. Yeah. Because USA wasn't happy. And internationally, nobody was happy. Poor Tommy Carlucci had to go back and re-edit Raw every week so it could play because there's different rules for content depending on time of day the show would air. And I don't know how he was able to get five minutes of content out of some of those episodes of Raw. But that (laughs) one in particular was really rough. Um, yeah. And then we were done and we got back in the car and we headed to the airport and we flew back that night and it was like, wow, what did we just do? Holy crap. <laughs> and Bruce said, yeah, apparently 
I just got a call. Apparently USA is not too happy, but it'll be okay. You know, and no, they weren't happy at all. (laughs) Well, I remember I was in college and I I just thought it was amazing. Just, just so compelling, you know, and it was like, obviously, you know, neither one of them was going to die, but like, or at least not, you know, but yeah, it was just amazing. Um, another question from one of the fans uh, wanted to know about uh, your favorite experience with the rock in particular and kind of a two-parter. Does anybody in new Japan give you that feeling like they could be transcendental like that? Wow. Um, well, I mean, in terms of aura, rock had an aura about him and I think we all could feel it. Um, and the only, and I, I get an aura from Tanahashi and from Ibushi, but okay. neither of them will ever be just our, um, they just have an aura about them of the star, especially Tanahashi who is the ace and is always the ace. And it's just, wonderful to see him and as far as you know memorable moments with the rock it would always be when we would rap right and the we you know because the, it's they're all live so <laughs> rock hits his last line if you smell what the rock is cooking and he's shoved me away or whatever and i'm staying within the shot and they play the music he makes the eyebrow and then the you know producer yells clear and then rock and i would slap hands and fist bump and he would walk off and do his thing. And I would do my thing. We knew each other from Florida. Um, yeah. Okay. I was at, I was doing, I was doing indie shows in Florida in like 94, you know, I started in 91 and then uh, by 94, I was just doing indies and was actually thinking about getting out of the business. And um, Rocky Johnson was in the main event and he, you know, they were coming up with the ideas for the night and, Rocky said, hey, my kid's here. Oh, okay, cool. And so the Cuban assassin and Nasty Ned Brady are doing a number on old Rocky Johnson and out from the back, we're in number 94, University of Miami, Jersey, slides into the ring, bang, bang, throws those signature punches and holds off uh, the villains and, and saves his dad. So it was just cool to meet Dwayne, you know, way back when. And we always joked about that. I would say, you know, Rock's on top. He's, you know, the number one star in the business. And I'm like, Hey rock, listen, uh, I can make a call to that flea market down in Hudson, Florida that we were at, you know, I can probably get us booked, you know, if this doesn't work out for you, um, I'll keep you in mind, you know, if it all goes to hell. So, but that, you know, we always had a good relationship and it was always a lot of fun. And my job was just the straight man for the rock, hold the microphone. But my personal goal was to make the crew laugh. And I would make them laugh by looking away a lot of times, like at the crowd, as they start to cheer. Like, they're just over there, right? And, uh-huh. you know, because the camera would a lot of times be zoomed into the rock, and he would glance over and make the eyebrow, and then they cut to the wide shot, and the people are going crazy. But if I looked where the rock was, like, I'm trying to see what he's seeing, but I don't see it, <laughs> it the crew would fall apart. And that was always my job was to make my buddies from the pre-tape room laugh. And, you know, most of the time was mission accomplished. Yeah. I I can imagine it must've been really tough not to laugh yourself at some of the stuff. When we would go through it, that would be where we'd get the giggles out. Right. Because, and there was another time that Russo and I were writing something 
and it was for in your it, it was an in your house it was over the edge it was in Milwaukee and they had Patterson and Briscoe involved like Jerry was or no Patterson was the ring announcer and Jerry Briscoe was going to be the referee and uh Sarge was the timekeeper and Vince was going to be there. Vince was the referee or whatever it was. Vince was going to be the referee. Briscoe was going to do something. Sarge was going to be the timekeeper. The fix was in against Austin, right? And Mm -hmm. so Russo and I are together in the back hallway and we're quickly writing the ring introduction. (laughs) (laughs) And we're doing it. We're both doing our impressions of Pat because we wanted it to sound funny when Pat read it, right? So we start talking about Jerry Briscoe, and the line that stopped us both was like the beating Tom Tom from the reservation, <laughs> you know, about Jerry's Indian heritage. And the two of us are standing there. We're like leaning up against the Zamboni or whatever it was, you know, in the arena, and we are dying laughing, just yeah. trying to write this out. He's like, all right, all right, bro, I got it, I got it, I got it. And he goes and like finishes it, you know, but. It was, it was, it was a scream, and that was the kind of fun that we had. That was what we did every day. That's what wrestling is. Nobody gets into wrestling because they want to work. They get into wrestling because it's fun. It's running away and joining the circus. It's the very, very much the same business, just, just a little different. But damn, we had a good time every day. Kevin, if people want to follow you, and it really was amazing, if people want to follow you, certainly all your stuff with New Japan, uh, you know, where can people catch up with you, catch up with, uh, you know, the New Japan television show online and all that stuff? Uh, where where can people keep tabs on you? Well, I think for for me, the best place to reach out to me, I'm one of that 27% that is on Twitter, at Real Kevin Kelly. And okay. then as far as New Japan Pro Wrestling, the one place to go to for everything, everything, including the incredible library of history of all the great moments dating all the way back to the 1970s to today, is njpwworld.com. You, um, you can subscribe. It's easy to do. It might be intimidating for some. All oh, the prices in yen, what am I going to do? It's a currency exchange. You just go in and you put your information in, and depending on where you are, it knows if it's U.S. dollars or Canadian dollars or, you know, uh, EU uh, euros or whatever your money is. It knows what it is, and it'll automatically make the conversion for you. And once you overcome that hurdle, then you're, you're set up. It auto-renews each month. You don't have to worry about it. It's less than 10 bucks a month, and it, it's, it really is the best place to be. So njpwworld.com. New episodes of New Japan Strong Air every Friday, 10 Eastern. And this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to be live with all three of the final nights of the uh, G1 Climax Tournament. It's going to be myself, Rocky Romero, and Chris Charlton. So Rocky's in California. I'm in Pennsylvania. Chris is going to be in Japan. Chris is in Japan. He lives there. And the three of us are going to come together, watch the event simultaneously, and announce it live as it's happening. We did it, uh, Chris and I did it for the August 29th event at Jingu Stadium, and it worked. It worked great, and so we're going to do the last three nights. So the last night of the A block, the last night of the B block, and then the final night uh, all live on uh, New Japan World. 
Oh, man, I can't wait to check that out. Kevin, thank you so much for the time tonight. And uh, best of luck with everything moving forward. Hopefully pretty soon you'll be able to travel again and we'll be able to uh, to kind of get about our lives. But I, I, I love the way you guys are making the most of this situation. It's It's been absolutely amazing. Um, I, 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 thank got you a, very I got much. a favorite. Thank you. Um, I got a favor to ask before we let you go. And Kathy absolutely insisted that I ask for this. Um, no, we were wondering if we could. She did. She, you wouldn't believe it. Kevin. She, she's uh, she's been bugging. Well, me I mean, me. she had so I, many. She had so many questions during the interview. You know, I could hardly get a word in edgewise. Right? I know. Like, Jesus, I know. Kathy. All right. Kevin. You can Kathy always show. sit and listen to you talk about wrestling all the time. You know that. <laughs> yes, I know. Kathy and I will generally get together, and whenever we see each other, we just sit and fondly remember our friends and talk about fun times we've had and, and goof on each other. So yeah, it's pretty much it. And you know, people don't believe me how much people don't believe me how much Kathy talks. They really don't. <laughs> Usually, you but can't shut does. her up, but tonight, not so I much. Know. I know. I know. Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin before we let you go, hi, would you please? Sorry, Kathy. If, hey, listen, if Kathy ever writes the book, we're all in trouble. Let me, I'm just saying. <laughs> what were you saying, Kathy? The... I just want to tell Rocky I said hi. Would you please? Well, yeah, well, you'll, you'll probably talk to him before I will. He's forgotten who I am. He's a big star. Oh, Rocky, my little friend, I'll tell him. I'll tell him when I talk Your to him. <laughs> Uh, before we let you go, I'm hoping we can get you to record what we call a bumper to play on the beginning of the show. Would that be okay? Sure. Absolutely. Great. Uh, thank you. So the name of the show is In the Room. If you could just uh, tell people who you are, remind them that they're listening to In the Room, and uh, we will have you on your way. I, I appreciate the time so much tonight, man. We went over, but I, my, I do my appreciate pleasure. it. No problem at all. Uh, cool. Cool. Uh, so whenever you're ready then, uh, yeah, the name of the show is In the Room. Okay. Hey, everybody, this is New Japan Pro Wrestling announcer Kevin Kelly, and you are listening to In the Room. And it is a must-listen each and every week. So make sure you get set, because In the Room is here. Thank you so much, Kevin. Yeah, you were a blast tonight. I really did enjoy that. Oh, of course, man. I'm doing, I'm doing as much as I can to promote you know, the finals of, of G1, so hopefully this will air before yes. the weekend. But yeah, it's it's actually live right now. I didn't tell you that, but we're yeah. So and it'll be up on archive as well. I'll be sure to tag you tomorrow on Facebook and Twitter. So you wait can a minute. I didn't share that. I, and, I I could have said bad words and and it wouldn't have mattered. Hey, you know, <laughs> Kathy does it all the time. <laughs> no way. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> you have a swear jar in the like, studio because let me tell you something. You'll you'll uh, be able to get a new roof on the house. <laughs> You were great, Kevin. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye, Kath. Thanks, Kath. Bye. Bye. The the incomparable Kevin Kelly, and be sure to check him out. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling World. Uh, I'll make sure to include links to uh, that stuff on the show description for all those who aren't familiar. I know Steve's familiar, Kathy. He's been chomping at the bit to get on and talk about Kevin Kelly and New Japan. Uh, We're going to do that, guys, on the other side. 914-338-1885. This is In the Room on the VOC Nation Radio Network, and we will be back in a couple minutes' time. And then we're going to have some fun, Kathy. It's going to be like a crazy house in here.
This is a slip with Dr. O'Sal, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you're later there, too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. 
Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is the Slickster, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just... All right, uh, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation radio network. VOCNation.com and TheBradyHicks.com Brady Hicks, I've got Kathy and Stro with me And uh, we're, we're excited to talk to all of you tonight Of course, 914-338-1885 I wanted to say first off uh, Thank you to Kevin Kelly For a great interview um, That dude is funny I forgot how funny he was, Kathy uh, Thank you for setting that up It was um, no problem. It was It was fun it was wrestling is fun, right? That's what we try to do. Yeah. We try to have fun. You know, sometimes 
sometimes people want to drag it down and make it not fun, but we, we like to have fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, 914-338-1885 if you want to join in the fun tonight as I see the uh, the callers starting to line up. Uh, Stro, before we get to them, uh, what do you got going on, man? Tell us a little bit about your life this week. Well, uh, this Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, WCW Retro is returning to VeusinNation.com. I'll be doing a special interview with uh, ring veteran for many years, Everett DeVore. So looking forward to uh, interviewing Everett and his uh, many adventures throughout his career. Uh, I mean, I mean, not only did wrestling, I mean, he's been on Springer and uh, done a lot of stuff. So looking forward <laughs> to uh, interviewing Everett. Um, and if, to those of you who want to send questions for the interview, uh, send them to me at wcwretro at yahoo.com, and I'll, I'll ask as many as I can on the, on the air form for you guys. Yeah. And then That's Friday, cool. Friday is the Stro Zone on my official Facebook page, facebook.com slash Maestro. At midnight Eastern Standard Time, Friday night. And the feature for this Friday night will be uh, The Wolfman starring Long Cheney. Yes. So please tune in. I love, I love it. that one. I love it. <laughs> I used to date her in college. Oh, stop it. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so yeah, so we're going to have fun tonight. We are. Uh, we can talk about the draft. We can talk about G1 Climax if you guys want to. Uh, Steve, I'm going to get to you in one minute, but up before you. And, uh, Justin, I do see you waiting there. we got, we got to wait and see what's going on with Derek before, uh, like I said, brother, like, a, like I said, uh, let's go to Tora. Well, she was remember, up first. Come on. I, I remember parts. Yeah. All right. That was fun. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I tried to get her attention with the scream, and it just wasn't working. (laughs) What a scream that is. going on steve how you doing brother uh i uh, really enjoyed the interview um i thought he was a good, good guest uh, i had fun I, he was been, funny oh yeah i i figured he was funny but i didn't know how funny so that was that was pretty cool yeah. him and uh kathy uh him ribbon kathy there was pretty entertaining yeah he'll pay for that one <laughs> trust me steve he'll pay for that one <laughs> Uh-huh. Apparently, Kathy has been calling his phone and just breathing, breathing into it and then hanging up. All week. <laughs> we don't even know what. We don't... Kathy, was that bra story true? No, it wasn't. No? Okay. It's not what Kevin said. I'm just kidding. I'm sure what Kevin was there said. A, was there a bra and panties match we didn't know about? No. <laughs> Oh. Uh, I feel no, like I feel like Nikki Cross is going to come out any moment with those screens. <laughs> he uh, he got me excited for G one, Steve. I I, I um I can't, I'm actually going to check it out. So yeah, I've been behind on it, but I do have the current uh, 
point ranking so far, uh, A Block, uh, it's a tie between Ibushi, White, and Okada at 12 points. B Block, okay. uh, uh, Naito, and Evo are at the top of B Block with 10 points. So uh, those are your top five uh, ranking guys in both blocks right now. Um, okay. I'm not sure what if that'll change uh, by this weekend, but um, yeah, I think. The G1 is always fun to follow. Uh, I've been behind on it lately, but I do want to catch up. I was catching up on some of the recent shows uh, earlier. I was watching uh, Okada Ishii and uh, Evil versus Naito. And Evil versus Naito was, has been a hot feud lately uh, since the return of New Japan. Um, in uh, Ishii, Okada are stablemates and... Uh, two of the best over there, so, yeah, um, and then earlier in the tournament, I really liked, uh, Suzuki versus Goto, because, uh, they really like to lay it in, um, no, I think it was, it may have been Suzuki Ishii, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, definitely, always, G1 Climax is always fun to follow uh, every year. Uh, yeah. I kind of follow yeah. New. J- I kind of got into New Japan through Ring of Honor, so I feel like I followed Kevin's uh, Ring of Honor New Japan uh, transition. And, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's always I I enjoy the English commentary. Some people prefer to watch Japanese commentary. I guess because it just depends on who's doing the color. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's always great to hear. It was really neat hearing Kevin kind of talk about the uh, psychology of the of the uh, action this, and this year's G1. Yeah, he, he got me excited. And I'll tell you what, what I really liked about it, uh, because this was a complaint of mine a couple of years ago when I tried to watch New Japan. Um, he, he talked about how relatable it was, you know. Um, in the past, I felt like Japanese wrestling was kind of hard to follow, unless you were, like, waist deep in it. Do you know what I mean? But, like, now it's like they kind of have gotten back to the basics with a lot of the stuff, and it just sounds like it's um, it sounds like it's entertaining, you know. It, it sound, again, it, it, to steal a cliche, it sounds like it's fun. And, uh, you know, he made G1 sound fun. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I, I would say G1 is, like, their second uh, biggest – um, event besides Wrestle Kingdom and Dominion. Uh, they have the New Japan Cup, but G1 is definitely one of the best wrestling tournaments uh, outside of Super 8, I guess. And uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely a fun product to follow uh, when you can. Um, it's kind of hard for me to pick who's going to win this year's because I see the top five I would say most of them are previous winners other than, I believe, Jay White and Evil. And that would be really okay. awkward if they were in the in the finals because they're both uh, Bullet Club members. But uh, um, You know they would do it, though. I could, yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting uh, possibility. And uh, I think uh, Jay White was calling it the J1. As a play on words there earlier in the tournament, and uh, it's possible I could see either Jay White or Evil winning it because I think 
even though the G1 has had repeat winners like Naito and Okada, I think yeah, yeah. it would be uh, interesting if they go with uh, someone new, someone from Bullet Club to win, like uh, Kenny Omega did in previous years. Yeah, that really was a springboard for him, I remember. Uh, Stro, you're you're one of those cats. I mean, you've wrestled in America. You've wrestled in Japan. Uh, how much different is it to be over there with that crowd, uh, especially now when they're not allowed to yell anything? I can't even imagine. <laughs> well, it, they've always has, they've always had a deep respect for the sport. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just like them watching wrestling, especially you know during during the time I was wrestling was more of like uh, watching a tennis match. You know, they applaud for certain things and just sit intently and watch the show and the different matches. So, I mean, much what what we used to be here before all the entertainment aspect got involved and everything. So, but uh, they've always had a deep uh, respect for uh, pro wrestling business. As a matter of fact, um, pro wrestling uh, is pretty much the second, like next is like the, all the stuff they got with the martial arts and the consumer wrestling. Pro wrestling has always been a huge, huge, huge draw over there. And, I mean, even what's going on in the world today, I mean, wrestling's still just as big over there. That's cool. Uh, I'm going to bring on Derek McDonald. Uh, Derek, you missed an amazing interview with uh, Kevin Kelly. I, he, he talked Attitude Era, but he got so deep in New Japan. And uh, he's got us all... He's got us all pumped for G1. I've never been pumped for G1 in my life. Um, and I have a feeling you won't be pumped uh, in a week from now either, buddy. Let's not, uh, let's not go too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know Why? you pretty well. Uh, <laughs> you're going to watch I mean, I don't know if I, I'll get I, to I, it this I, weekend, but I will get to it. I was about to say, I enjoy it's definitely worth checking it's, out. It's just the times, um, you know, as somebody who likes to get out and get going, I have a very hard time staying up to watch these shows. And oh yeah, as somebody who on demand had some head, yeah, as somebody who's had some head trauma, after a while, it gets hard watching guys hit each other as hard as they can um, in the head. Maybe yeah. Soft in my own. Yeah. I'm kind of like, uh, like I wince a little bit, but I watch it. Well, you just remember, like, how dizzy you get, <laughs> yeah. you know? Your bell, gets, your bell uh, gets wrong, right? Yeah. Well, that's what you used to call it Beam. when I was little, you know? You get your bell wrong. Yep. What were you saying, Steve? It's uh, It seems to be more of the head bumps seem to be in the Naito Ibushi matches. Uh, they're definitely fun matches to watch, but... Um, I know Will Ospreay has done some risky offense in his matches, but uh, it's uh, definitely uh, they lay it in. Uh, I don't think they hold back much at all, so that's what I like about it, the intensity. You know, like, Steve, I I, I, I got to ask Kevin. you, um, and I probably should have asked Kevin, uh, but I have you, which is probably the next best thing, um, because New Japan really started to take off with AJ Styles and Finn Balor and the original Bullet Club, all that, right? That was really when mm-hmm. New Japan started to make inroads. Is it better today, or is it not as good? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think 
the pandemic has certainly kind of killed the momentum a little bit. Um, I think Evil's rise is, hasn't uh, panned out no. yeah. as well as I think they planned, but I think um, I think this G1 and the Wrestle Kingdom can really make them bounce back from the pandemic. And um, I think AJ Styles and Kenny Omega were uh, definitely uh, great roster members, uh, Gaijin members for them. Mm-hmm. and uh, But they have Evil and Kenta and Jay White, so I think they their roster is, is still stacked, even without guys like AJ and Omega. So um, I would say definitely still follow them if you, if you can. I think there's plenty of talent there to uh, to get into. You know, Brady, it's funny you mention that because I was having this conversation with somebody not too long ago. There was a mm-hmm. point where, and there's a group called LIJ, which was started in uh, Mexico by Andrade. Yeah, Los Ingobernables de Apon. It was a point yeah, where... Yeah, I've never heard it spoken. <laughs> I've only read it. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. It, it, there was a point where the leader of that group, Naito, was right there, mm-hmm. and he was on the cusp of being a very big deal. And mm-hmm. he kind of hit this glass ceiling where he should have broke through, but instead of him breaking through, they were pushing the Bucks, the Omegas, um, Kobe Rose. They're pretty much the whole Bullet Club. And he he kind of he lost at Wrestle Kingdom, and that was it. Now he's the champion now, and it doesn't feel as special as it would have been if he beat Okada. And to me, that's where. I think New Japan could have broke into a whole new thing, but they went with what they, you know, what well, they knew. And then a year later, Cody, the Bucks, and Omega are gone. Because I remember, yeah. I remember Mania was in New York that year, that year, and after New Japan shows, at one point you would see nothing but Bullet Club shirts. And mm-hmm. I remember I was there. Yep. Yeah. Then after a while, you would see nothing but Lij shirts. And I remember, yeah, Dave Meltzer said he went over to Japan, and it was like Naito's going to be that guy if they just pulled the trigger. And it's like they waited a year too late. And, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. so you know, he's he's the champion right now. But I, I can I agree in a sense that maybe they could have pulled the trigger a little bit sooner. But I think they're very heavy on long term storytelling and planning. Uh, I thought the Wrestle Kingdom event this year where they did two events, uh, the Gold Rush, I thought that was a pretty neat concept. Uh, it's also interesting, uh, WrestleMania, uh, given that they had a pandemic and they, they taped uh, two nights. Um, but yeah, I thought Naito had a really great showing at Wrestle Kingdom and uh, mm-hmm. it was really interesting how they transitioned him uh with the uh, they gave Evil that that big rise recently that turn on Lij and he joined uh, Bullet Club that was a big moment right there, uh, and uh, Naito was able to win the title uh, titles back. Um, I don't think he has to defend the IC title uh, during the G1, uh, but it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. Uh, Next for Naito after this uh, G1, yeah. if he wins it or if he. Uh, I also think. You know, I also think. With her, 
I think what also hurt New Japan is they clearly, anybody with any type of sense could see, they clearly were building this whole American expansion thing up with the hopes that the Bucks and Omega and Cody and Hangman and all those guys are going to be around. And I think when they left, <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> I think it kind of took them by surprise. And I think that's why there's probably still some ill will between them because it's like we were going to build this thing around you guys, and now you're gone. So I think that was a major, uh, a major hitting point for them when over the last couple of years where. They, I guess they were blindsided by well, the thing. I guess even before even before the elite, though. I mean, WWE took Nakamura, AJ. I think New Japan can bounce back from this, uh, but it is uh, only, interesting timing given that they they're expanding in the U.S. during the pandemic. But um, and I think I think it says a lot that because there's so many companies now, there's only but so much talent for them. To you know, to raid from, from before it was just basically TNA and WWE because they had the relationship yeah, with yeah. TNA. I mean, they had a relationship with ROH. Now you have AEW there, and I think we're going to get to a point where, and you know, Tony Khan at some point he's going to have to put his foot down and go, look, I'm not going to keep allowing you guys to wrestle here and wrestle for New Japan because it's at some. I'm point sure that'll come. To, yeah, at some point well, yeah, it's going to become too much of a risk, and on. I know some people. And I know some people think, well, the president was fired and, you know, it opened up the doors for a relationship. And Stro, you know, you've been to China. They're very loyal people. They don't for, they don't forget being slighted. And I think, that, I mean, for God's sake, they're still mad at TNA for something Jeff Jarrett did. And he's been gone for uh, a decade. So <laughs> I, I think I think at some point. You know, as AEW continues to get bigger, Khan's going to have to tell his talent, "Look, I don't know. I, no, I don't. I, I don't sending, think that door I is shut. I, I, I know. I don't think you that fans door is don't, shut. I know fans don't want it to be shut. Um, and I had this conversation too. If you look, <laughs> no, at it's what, a, no, it's a if fact. You, it's if a fact. Look Kenta, at, if you look at Kenta what AEW did, Kenta has a shot if against Moxley. If, if you look at what they did, all right, let's look at. The infancy of AEW and how it started. They took ROH, who they were working for. Here we go. The AEW rants every they week. Used, they used their production <laughs> staff. They used their producers. <laughs> they ran a show, and then when they started their own company, they took up. Like I know people want to believe AEW is here to save the wrestling industry. Wrestling is a shady business. All companies <laughs> do shady business. It's not just Vince. It's not just the devil, Vince McMahon, and and people have the to devil. realize that. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> people have it's like there's gonna come a time where That's these right. people leave a, these people leave AEW and they're gonna have horror stories to tell. There's gonna there's gonna be a time for that. And I, when you bring these Thanks, things up, people go, come on. Hey, no problem. Yeah, people go, oh, you're being you're being you know you're being anti AEW. No, this I I there's things in AEW I enjoy. There's things in AEW I hate. And God forbid I don't like the show from 8 to 10 o'clock, people get upset. You can't point anything out. Please tell us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 like you went into, it's like you went into the house and slapped their girlfriends on the butts and told her to make you a steak. Like, it's nothing personal. <laughs> Some of them see it personally, though. Oh, man. It's just <laughs> observation. So, you guys, Brady, I'll let uh, you guys go. Go, go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you go. Go ahead. Did you did, 
Did you enjoy that dog collar match from uh, Brody Lee, Cody, since AEW has been brought up? I did, but I really thought that the King of the Mountain should have lost. It's, oh, a, it's a shame. It's a shame. Um, no, he's not the yeah. king. He's the prince, Brady. Get it right. He's the prince. Well, of he's going to be the king. Yeah. He's going to be the king once he gets it. that stipulation lifted where he can win his own world title. Then he'll be the king. Yeah, I, I really that, wanted Brody Lee to win because I'm a bigger fan of Brody Lee, but I, I enjoyed the match. I, so. just, just for something different, you know? I Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good show. I thought Jericho's stuff was entertaining. I thought what Jim Cornette said about the main event uh, was absolutely amazing, talking about, like, you know, he's like, oh, well, I had so, so-and-so so cut my hair once in Hartford, but I didn't ask him to be in the main event of my show. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. It was, it was funny. I, I, I wanted to mention, you guys were talking earlier about the New Japan, the, the, the Bullet Club, the T-shirts, and, like, that kind of stuff, and, like, um, I, I, you're, you're so right. I have always looked at it like, you know, wrestling people will tell you that house shows are what show you an upturn in business, but I've always felt mm-hmm. like it's the merchandise because if you can go out yeah. in public and you see a Bullet Club t-shirt, and I was seeing a lot of Bullet Club t-shirts there four, five, six years ago. Um, yeah. I, 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 I have a I have a Muffin Club T-shirt because uh, the Muffin King, one of the fans, died, <laughs> and I bought a T-shirt, t-shirt. for him. It's a Muffin <laughs> Club shirt. It's a three X. I can't even wear it anymore. I use it as a pillowcase, but it's 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 amazing. It, it is. Um, <laughs> that that group was so big. I I can't imagine that they're anywhere near what they used to be. But they just keep continuing to make inroads, and and certainly they have a loyal fan following up. I'm excited to see kind of where they're headed, Steve. I am. And I had to ask you on a personal note. Um, so Evil, right? That's the guy's name is Evil. Yes. Yes. Now, I if, think if he, he turns, used to if, go by Wantanabe in the Ring of Honor. Yeah. Okay. Did. I was going to ask you, when he turns babyface, are they going to call him good? How dare you? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've, I've seen similar so. comments. Um <laughs> Uh, I, I, I enjoy the name. I thought I thought his uh, turn on Milano was great because there's a story with him and the commentator where he was a, a is that Milano, fan of evil and yeah. Is that 3, Milano 000. AT collection? Yes. I was a big fan and, of him. Uh, I love that. <laughs> he was in evil a great so one year. <laughs> evil turned yeah. on him during a, a match and uh, broke his. Uh, his toy scythe. I thought that was pretty uh, neat. His toy sickle there. Uh, it was <laughs> a really evil. good, uh, yeah, good evil <laughs> moment evil. for evil. Evil also and, uh, married to Eo Sh- his wife. So uh, yes, yeah, very fortunate. That's right. Uh, That's right. And I confused him with the other one. <laughs> yeah, I said he was married to. Uh, no no wonder he's evil. <laughs> Not the other one. I didn't mean it like that. I, I, I didn't mean it like that. Married to the other one. He was married to. Uh, I thought he was married to um, Asuka's partner, Kyrie? but I was wrong. It was Io Shirai. Yeah, Kyrie. Married to him. Not yeah. Kyrie Singh. Um, yeah. I did. Since we mentioned AEW, I did want to ask uh, the other one. Did you see the Did you see the Tanahashi video that was sent in for Jericho? I thought that was neat that they got yeah. a video from Tanahashi. Yeah. Again, like Derek said, you got to wonder how much longer that they're really willing to work with those companies. 
Like, all kidding I think, aside, I think Tony's, it's I a think TV Tony's, show. I think Tony's a fan of, of their product, so I think he's definitely willing. It's just I'm sure he can't let them work a lot because you, you definitely don't want to risk injury. But I think for big matches, I think I think there's you know that window's still open. Well, I think yeah, I for think most it's... promoters, uh, uh, sorry, Derek. Uh, I think for most, like most promoters, I think Tony will be fine as long as it's their guys coming over to AEW. But he don't want John Moxley going over there and defending the U.S. title and getting hurt. Uh, I think he's. I don't know if he's going to keep it, but but I think uh, that that match is going to happen at some point, either probably next year if he can travel. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it says a lot I think that, that he's only that'll up, be an interesting matchup. <clears throat> it says a lot that he's only allowing like the bigger names to be able to work both. Like I think the only people allowed to do that is Jericho, uh, Matt Hardy said he can if he wants to. I, well, I don't want to see. I don't Miro. want to see Matt Hardy over there. Uh, Miro, Miro can stop playing, revival. Can stop playing video games. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. Ben. I think I think. It was, <laughs> They have we need to control that Twitch. <laughs> there's, there's guys like, you know, I brought up Jack Evans <laughs> a few weeks ago. There's guys like Jack Evans who hadn't been doing much. And, you know, I think those are the guys. I agree. You should, send, you should send them to New Japan so they can get some, you know, kind of like how NXT was sending guys to Evolve who weren't on yeah. TV. You send them over there, you know, keep their name out in the public, let them, you know, build something up. And then when they come back, you can have something fresh and new. So I think those are the guys they should be sent over to, not the Moxley's and the Brody Lee's and the Jericho's. But I I also, agree. I agree. Well, I don't mind that either. But I mean, you, when you have stars like Mo, uh, Moxley and Jericho, like you're, and you want them bad enough, like you're gonna, you know, cater to them. But I do think that the uh, hybrid two should definitely get some opportunities outside of AEW. But uh, yeah. Um, it's uh, definitely some. I think there's potential for Hybrid Two to to get more opportunities, and uh, I it was I was glad to see him on TV this week against FTR. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And uh, Steve, thank you for calling, brother. Yeah, I'm glad I called in, tuned in, and heard Kevin Kelly, and hope the rest of the show goes well. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure as always, man. Take yep. care. Everything is... I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Steve. <laughs> sorry. They don't They don't like when you talk about uh, their AEW, boy. Brady, if you can no, ever get... No, they don't. If you, can, if you can ever get Jim Cornette on your show, I would love it. I would love you to that'd get be ama- Oh, that'd be amazing. Show. Oh, my God. Oh, I would, we were rip. supposed to get him... We were supposed to get him a while ago, but I, I feel like he doesn't want to do it because of his YouTube thing. Like, I, I, I feel like he thinks it'll be like a, I don't know. <laughs> even, even if it's I don't a, agree with him, his his yeah. AEW review, I look forward to him. I look, I look to, every week. I look forward to him. Steve <laughs> defends AEW like I defend Alexa Bliss. I gotta say. <laughs> did you, did you? Now that we're talking about Jim Cornette. Did you see how angry yeah. he was at FTR after the match last week? Like he sounded like a oh my god, he, he was, was so disappointed in him. <laughs> oh man, it was amazing. <laughs> He's uh, I would say at this point, Jim Cornette's uh, Jim Cornette's uh, podcast video thing on YouTube. I I wish it was a video show 
just to watch yes. his face explode sometimes. Yeah. Um, because the cartoons are funny, but like, you know, that could be the number two wrestling promotion in the world if it was just Jim Cornette talking. That's amazing. It's amazing. It would be. A part of me, a part of me thinks. Him and Chris Jericho, they've known each other forever. They have to be working everybody, right? Like, the minute Chris Jericho leaves AEW, they're going to kiss and make up, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like, and, and the more and more I think about it, like, I was originally saying it was going to be Sammy that takes Jericho's spot in that group. I'm starting to think more and more that this thing's coming soon and it's going to be MJF taking over. And then they'll do a short, they'll do a short Jericho feud. He'll do his own thing as a baby face, maybe win the title one more time, and then I think he's about done. Yeah. yeah. Can we imagine Jim Cornette inducting Chris Jericho in the Hall of Fame? Oh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, Yellow, we got him. We got him, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Derek, I- Derek, I wanted to ask you before we got to the next caller. Uh, Matt Grimm brought up the point earlier. He feels that um, the Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss stuff is kind of um, – the word he used was rapey. Oh Do you agree God. with that? Mm-hmm. Oh, he, oh, my God. He, he, he went so far as to say that, well, he's penetrating her with his hand. Oh, my oh my Jesus. I was like, I'm pretty oh. sure Mick Foley did that to a woman during the Attitude Era. <laughs> is oh, that any different? All he's, he's done – damn, Matt um, – Oh, he's done that, that's, <laughs> that's rough. Rapey. He did use that word, didn't he, Kathy? He, he yeah. said rapey. Yeah, he did. All he's done is he gave yeah, her the hand of the once, <laughs> and since then he's just held her hand, and that's it, right? Is that the, yeah, you, know, you mean you don't – you know it? <laughs> he probably slipped or something, and he's I mean, certainly nothing's happened on television. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny. Listen, I'm just happy she's getting a push again because I, I, <laughs> I think if not, she'd be getting released soon. I was gonna say they had nothing for her before this. She was just running around with Nikki Cross. I know. I know. Tora, we'll try you again. What's going on, Tora? All right. That ain't work. <laughs> hey. I don't know what was going on. Hey. Oh, sounded, like, sounded like fun. Right? Sounded like fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Rat boy, what's going on? You know what? You're no longer a rat boy. You're a rat man, damn it. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, there you go. Oh, How you doing, I just got drafted. I just got drafted. Did you? Where? This way. Where? I didn't even watch I didn't watch Friday Night Draft, okay? But I don't know. We didn't miss much. But, but I did no, watch Monday Night Draft and I could see and I could see that Seth and SmackDown went to Raw and Raw went to SmackDown. That's all they've done. So those oh loud sorry. A, <laughs> and that was a stupid draft anyway. Yeah, sorry. Rap that boy. drafted me with that scream. Yeah, sorry about that. I just want to let you know that it was a a travesty was dropped upon us Friday night. Um, At one point in the show, Stephanie McMahon comes out. New Day, they're celebrating their tag team champions. Xavier Woods is back after a year. All is right in the world. And they broke up the New Day, rap boy. And and I must say it was a sad weekend for me and my household. Hang on. 
No, you hang, hang on. on. I'm, I'm no, you hang on. Because I'm, 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 I'm going to talk I... after him. So you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> it made, go ahead, it made, go ahead. It made no damn sense to me. No damn sense. That just a pick of head of New Day, they drafted all four members of the Hurt Business, and then when it comes to New Day, you go, you know what? You know who we want? Not the guy who's been putting on good matches for the last six weeks. Oh, no, no, no. no. We want the two guys who just came back from injury. What the hell is going on? That is a huge pet peeve of mine with this draft, by the way. They're allowed to take an entire group, or they can just select one or two of them. Why? Why would you want part of a group when you can have a whole... If you want to bring Big E in and release him when you're disappointed, do that. Yeah. Why would you not yeah. bring all three of them? It doesn't make any sense. But I, I, seriously, hey, like, behind the hey. scenes... Listen, no, hold on, Ratboy. Hold, hey. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, uh, because it, 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 it irks me. And I understand behind the scenes, okay, they saw that Big E was doing a very good job with those two guys hurt, and they want to continue mm-hmm. that push. I understand that. I totally yeah. get that. I'm even okay if they say, let's keep them on different shows until WrestleMania. But the way they executed that with the draft was stupid. That was stupid. absolutely stupid. It, it was stupid. just so dumb. But there were so and many things believe, that were dumb. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Go led ahead. to believe that somebody Stay from in a USA minute, goes, boy. I got a rant. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm led to believe that somebody from USA goes, all right, who do you guys want to draft next? New Day. All right, cool. And he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not all three of them. I just want Kofi and Xavier. Leave E out. Yeah. Go draft those two. Yeah. Like, what the hell is the point? Well, there were so many stupid things. It, really, I mean, why did Raw draft AJ Styles so high just three or just like what six weeks after trading him for Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode? <laughs> what the? What, and what? And what did, did Smackdown have buyer's remorse? Right. Why did you trade? Yeah, they just didn't. They just trade them. In the, weren't they part of the AJ Styles trade? Mandy Rose. And, why are they? Why, <laughs> why uh, are they making these trades, knowing that the draft is coming up? Oh my God! You know, it's, I, it's I, so I mean, I, it was it was so stupid. It really like AJ Styles. Okay, so like Raw trades AJ Styles and then drafts him with a very high pick on Raw. By the way. Mm-hmm. Um, what, did SmackDown have buyer's remorse because they went and turned around and drafted Dolph Ziggler right back? Like, they basically undid that trade. <laughs> it's, and, and, all right, so you draft Seth Rollins, and then you waste a yeah. pick on Buddy Murphy. Aren't they an item? Why don't you just draft those two together <laughs> like you draft Drew and Ziggler? They're, they're still technically together at this point. I tell you thing what, was if, stupid. I was I, I, if, I, yeah. if I was wrong, when they drafted Ray and Dominic, I would have drafted Aaliyah and Ray's wife to Raw. That's what I would have <laughs> if I was Raw. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb. And, like, okay, it's an opportunity for a fresh start. But is it really a fresh start if you're, drop, if you're drafting both guys on the feud with the intention of continuing it on a different show? <laughs> the damn feud. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. They, they, com- they continued hard. about five different feuds. Uh, just, yep. and, and all they're doing is losing traction because not everybody watches both shows. So now people maybe are wondering why Seth Rollins hates Rey Mysterio and I have no idea. <laughs> why, why is Aleister Black wearing an eye patch and attacking Kevin Owens? <laughs> and he's still attacking him. <laughs> he's still playing <laughs> They're on the no same reason. show. It's oh so stupid. And, 
and 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 Miz, you know, Miz gets Mandy Rose traded, and then uh, he can't control them taking him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right, I, uh, whatever. Right. Oh. <laughs> it's it's yeah. There, there were a lot of stupid things, and there were even more too. I just can't think of them off the top of my head, but just so many stupid ideas. Uh, why? First of all, okay. And Rapway, I'll get to you in one second. I promise. Same with all you guys. Just hang tight. We're going to get to all you guys before we leave tonight. I promise. Um, why on SmackDown are all the champions eligible to be drafted except for Bailey? Why was Bailey <laughs> on Monday? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't and know. And furthermore, and yeah, yeah. And furthermore, why didn't Raw really mess up SmackDown and take Bailey, and then they wouldn't have a women's champion? Right. You got to you got to use some strategy here. They they use none. None. I, uh, what was the other thing that irked me? Oh man, there were so many things that I was just like, "This is stupid." Like this is, ah, uh, I can't think of it. I can't think of it. Well, the thing I thought was stupid was they had people from Friday who were free agents, and I don't know if WWE knows. What oh, a free I know what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then. They drafted the free agents. I'm like, no, that's not what happens. You can't draft the free right. agents. They have to sign with you. But they don't know what they're doing. Wait, like, uh, okay, why did Raw waste a draft pick on Titus O'Neil, who they haven't used in more than a year? <laughs> Poor Titus, right? Poor Titus. Listen, I'm not saying don't use him. I'm saying that guy probably is going to be available later on. You could have maybe <laughs> and- taken the Riot Squad, who you lost to SmackDown. And they they've stated with the Raw Underground, right, that it can be anybody from any show. That's why Braun was over there. So why did you yeah. draft the Dabakato guy for Raw Underground <laughs> if you could just have him come over if he goes to SmackDown? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. And and retribution. Why why after all the hell that they've put Raw through, would Raw ever <laughs> want to draft them? After signing into a big money contract, it's exclusive for <laughs> all. You you would you think you'd want to protect them from like no no we don't want them to be drafted we just signed them yeah yeah oh <laughs> Jesus Christ it, it just it's not bugs that, me it's not that it hard just, it's not it's that so hard. stupid it's so stupid and the most annoying part about all that you know we were talking these last couple of weeks about how the Hurt Business has helped all these black wrestlers and, like, Apollo Crews and Ricochet. Apollo Crews is going to go back to doing nothing now. Nothing. It's He's sad. He's just going to be a guy. It's sad. It, he, uh, he is. You know it. He's going to be losing yep. to Baron Corbin within three weeks. It's a damn shame. It is. I would, I would have kept him and Ricochet together, if nothing else. And made, and made them a team. Unless they're going to... And me and Stro still have our things <laughs> for us. Unless they're going to, unless they're going to Ricochet, Ricochet don't want to be in the group, and he's done with them now. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what's going to happen, right? I, this is what's going to happen. He's going to start getting beat up by Retribution. He's going to need help. Uh-huh. And the Hurt Business is going to say, no. You told us to leave you alone. No. Well, maybe they'll help him. No, probably not. That doesn't make sense. Oh I don't it's, like rap. Is, uh, is wrestling that hard? It's, oh. it's, it's so stupid. Go, go ahead, Rapway. I'm sorry. I, I, I just had to get some things off my chest. Okay, okay. What did you talk about about a month ago when this draft is coming? Didn't I say, I say Xavier Wood and Kobe is going to Raw? 
No, you didn't. Did I say you that? Didn't say no, you didn't. You definitely what you didn't. Did tell me, what you did tell me is AJ Styles is going to NXT, and I don't think that's happening. Yeah, boy, well, what's going to happen is after, after the new day, their belts, Xavier Woods going to be matching Biggie and Kobe at the same time. I, I got to mute him again. I got to mute him again. I, that was another thing that really bugged me. Okay, why do you switch your champions, your tag team champions, to the opposite show, and then have, just have them switch their belts like it didn't matter? <laughs> they just changed the belt. Like, I have, like if, if I'm Street Profits, I've been killing myself almost a year with these belts. I'm not just going to hand them over to you, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, look, we got blue ones now. It's so stupid. And it's like, it's like okay, I, I can't wait to see how Pro Wrestling Illustrated handles this. I, I can't wait. Uh, when they come up with their lineages and stuff, like, I, what, how do you do that? Are they, are, I, I, the only thing I can figure is PWI is going to continue to call it the SmackDown title on Raw. Because I don't know how else. <laughs> it's so stupid. It is so dumb. Why would you, first of all, why do you got to switch your tag team champions? Exactly. I I know the street. The, well, the street profits had to go to SmackDown because Bianca did, but yeah. But but why? Like why did Bianca have to? Uh, why 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 know. did why did Raw burn an early draft pick on Naomi before and taking? Hurt. And she's hurt. You know why? Because they're and, gonna break up the Usos next. Oh, they bred up. Oh goddamn. They will. You know they're thing. going to. You know <laughs> Jimmy's gonna be on Raw. They drafted one Uso. Like, so just forget Jimmy, huh? So yeah. when Jimmy comes back, he can sign wherever right. he wants to go. Forget him. He's drafted to the Total Divas brand. And they talked about they talked about how, you know, oh, we're gonna draft they draft all the champions early so you can hold on to your titles. Meanwhile, poor Sammy was one of the last guys taken before the show went off the air. He's the IC champ. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even oh. get yeah. That's right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, and he, he could have been on Raw. They could have had the U.S. and the Intercontinental belt, and they yeah, said, exactly. no, we didn't. Yeah. They said, we want Titus O'Neil instead. <laughs> give us, give us Titus. Because we're going to use him this year, damn it. <laughs> and they drafted R-Truth, talking about how the, the uh, 24-7 title. Isn't the 24-7 title on both shows? So why are, why are they raving about they've got the title locked down? And, and then they draft the only two guys who will go after it in Tozawa and Drew Gulak. And wasn't Drew Gulak yeah. just on Raw last week? Yeah, he's been on Raw for like three weeks now. Uh, Jesus Christ. I don't know, Rat Boy. I feel like you're booking this. <laughs> okay, okay. I got a question for you guys, okay? Mm-hmm. okay? It's a good question. It's a good trivia question, okay? It's usually not mm-hmm. if you say it's good ahead of time. Trust me, you're gonna like just my experience. Name, name a wrestler that got killed. Oh my god! Or died. Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman. In, in, in a movie. In a movie. Like yeah. in real life. In a movie. In a movie? TV series. Uh, in a t- did Hulk Hogan kill Zeus at the end of No Holds Bars? He should have been dead. He might have. He fell. He might have. What about that Axel Jim Duggan guy in um? In the Kumite. That's right. There you go. Oh, I guess yeah, he wasn't a wrestler. Old nerd. He was old nerd. Last <laughs> night. Yeah. yeah. Last yeah. night. Last night. 
I was watching my favorite movie that just came out this month, Van Hansen. And no other than the big show, Kearney has got got killed by by a female, by a female in the movie, in the TV series. Okay. Batista got killed by Thanos. Season four, episode ten, also, when he shows up. Also, also the Rock in the in that detective movie when he jumped off the building with oh. Samuel L. Jackson. When he was aiming for the bushes. That's the right. other guys. Yeah, they were aiming for the, <laughs> the bush. Guys, you thinking yeah. what I'm thinking? But they didn't show no brain the brain scenes but, ever. But uh, the Big Show showed a lot of blood <laughs> in this one. Oh, okay, well, oh that's good. good. That's good. Rep, well, you got anything else, brother? Because we're waiting, oh, yeah. and we barely had you. Okay, this Thursday and Sunday, I'll be down Columbus. Plumbers and Market walking around. <laughs> I'm doing everything down there. You signing the titles? All right, brother. Yeah, I'll be signing the titles, too. Just bring the titles. I'll bring, bring those T-shirts there so I can sign in, too. Okay. Love you, brother. I I got to work again this Thursday and this Sunday, coincidentally. But I am going to come at some point, I swear. This way it's too cold. It's almost too cold. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost too cold. Yeah. Talk to her. Yeah, I was over my buddy's house on Saturday. at some point. Uh-huh. We loaded up a lot of Halloween stuff. Then uh, when Sunday came around, he gave me a call around 4.30 in the morning and said, yo, we're not going. I said, okay, fine. That was a good story. Take care, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So we have um <laughs> we have a couple more callers on the line. <laughs> Get to you guys in one second. Cracks me up. He cracks me up. It's um it's something. I really wish we could get Jim Cornette on. I would. Oh, he—he's the highlight of my week. Just listening to he him. really is. It's, he really it's, is. It's yeah. so good. He's so funny. He's <laughs> so funny. He is. I found one where he was talking about the ECWA, and it was like, he's just—he's he, just great. He's just everything he does is amazing. It's—it's it's amazing to me that um. Tommy Fierro could do it for that long, do that podcast with him on Who's Slamming Who. And mm-hmm. you just didn't realize how funny Jim Cornette was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it seems like all you have to do is ask him about current wrestling. Yeah. It, it's it, it's great. And that's, I love the stick that's he the has. Mo- that's the model. I love yeah. his stick where he just he fast-forward past the women's match, so they don't even, like, so he goes, he goes, you know, Io Shirai was on my screen. You know what I did? Yep, that's right. Fast forward right through it. <laughs> <laughs> he don't even care what people think. It's, like the whole Becky like Lynch only... thing from this summer? Yeah. Yeah, he just he just shrugs it off and keeps going. Yeah. You know who else shrugs it off? What's up, Brady? Oh. What's going on, oh. Dustin? Yeah. <laughs> Not too much. Uh so uh, I haven't been feeling well, so I've been kind of sick. So you feeling better? You got you don't got the Rona, do you? No, I just I just have a cold. Okay. Well, let's go through. Do you have a temperature? <clears throat> no, I don't. 
Is your nose okay. cold? Your well, nose cold? Uh, just want, well, it's just sinuses and Did stuff. Your nose growl? It gets real bad. It gets real bad in Florida. Like from the temperature, sometimes it gets kind of cooler and then warm. It makes me sick. What temperature is it in Florida right now? Uh, I can't so look at it while, while I'm on the phone. I can. We're, we're part of. I can. We're part of Florida. It's 80 in Miami. I'm in Orlando. Well, can you look out and tell me if it's raining in Orlando? It is 75 in Orlando. See, I can't look it up while I'm on the phone because uh, <laughs> my internet don't work like that. And no, nope. can sure you look out the window and tell me if it's raining? It will be in a couple minutes. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it looks like it's going to. I'm just looking. <laughs> so what's going on, brother? So, so, uh, so, uh, 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 what's his name? Um, Cole, uh, Seth Rollins. He's on SmackDown now. Does actually, that mean I already knew about. Actually, I knew about that before anybody else did. How? No. I told y'all before. I have a friend that knows someone behind the scenes of WWE. They, they tell my friend all this stuff. Okay. Uh-huh. Can you give us a hint about where they're going to go with it? Rollins, pal. No, but I already knew. Like I knew at 8 a.m. Friday morning uh, today, the first day of the draft, and I already knew it says it's moving to SmackDown. I already knew. Mm. Okay. Did you know that Raw was going to try and try really hard to get AJ Styles back? <laughs> That's the trade about. Uh, I pretty much knew the entire draft pretty much. I already knew who, who was going to be in draft where. Can you explain why they did some of it? Because it didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, we don't get it. No. Well, you just know, like they, like you know, they're trying to make Raw better. And I, honestly, why would they uh, draft Sheamus to Raw after he's had a he's had a heck of a year on SmackDown? There's nothing left for him to do because because he, he's had a heck of a year. Exactly. <laughs> they got to so bring well, everybody who's hot over to Raw and move everybody else over to SmackDown. <laughs> yep. Well, Bernie, uh, the only way, the only thing, the only thing I can think of is having Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre for the title. Maybe I don't know. Oh, fellow. I'm sure they'll do it, but it won't be like a pay per view. I don't. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It might. <laughs> it might. Why does well, Sheamus take? Why does he take pictures in his his barroom brawler outfit, but wrestles in tights? Can somebody explain that to me? Because I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What? Um, why but, does he dress uh, like a newsie? <laughs> Mister, um, uh, Mister, I got the newspaper. <laughs> um, uh, Derek, uh, Derek, I'm sorry, actually. Actually, oh, Derek, sorry, I was kind of, I was kind of, I was sad Friday when I saw the New Day's being split up. I was like, man, that's not right. Look, were you sad um, or were you sassafras? I was sad because, because really, why would you do that to Big E? Really, yeah, that's a strand to split them up. That's that, that's just wrong. Well, look, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> New Day crawls so the hurt business can fly. Is the way I'm looking at it. Don't share that, Brady. Um, <laughs> booing, it's a boo. If if, if 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 Biggie wins the Royal Rumble and he beats Roman Reigns for the title at WrestleMania next year, it, it'll all be worth it. So that was still loud. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Um, I'm just doing actually, this for volume. Um. That's a- actually okay. uh, Derek. Actually, the guy I see winning the Royal Rumble is uh, is uh, Adam Cole. <laughs> Yeah, look, Adam, if you can <laughs> hear me, too. if you can hear me, you wait till after Run. WrestleMania to get called up, buddy. Don't do anything before Mania. You wait till afterwards. 
<clears throat> well, uh, I want to see this match with him and McIntyre. You think? Um, I'm, I'm thinking Adam Cole's going to get called up soon, especially the way they've been like pushing Kyle O'Reilly lately. You think they're going to oh, break him Did you see I that? Did you see break them to... up? Oh, maybe they will because they uh, keep making a point of saying Adam Cole's not jealous. Oh, I hope not. Uh, Brady, did you see what happened to Rich Holland on, on uh, NXT this past oh, week? Oh, my God. Oh. You know, oh, I God. missed it, and I didn't go back and see. Was it as bad yeah, as Dak don't. Prescott? Yes, Whoa, but it was let's, also... Let's it was not al- talk, about, talk about Dak Prescott, please. Don't. Not only was it that. his ankle, he, he dislocated his ankle just like Dak, but he also blew out his knee at the same time. It was... It's, oh. it's, mm. it's hard that to watch. That stinks. That stinks. <clears throat> my nephew Eli, um, he was really upset when Dak Prescott. Well, well uh, he was no. when when Dak got Dak Prescott got hurt. Yeah, he was in tears. Well, I know Dak Prescott like, got Man. hurt, but did the wrestler get hurt? No, but did the wrestler when he fell? When he yeah. fell, he let out this this blood curling like <laughs> yell. It was oh, it was so bad. <laughs> was it was it like this? <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. That's what I would do. So. And by so, the way, yeah, uh, kudos to Dak because when Dak looked at his ankle, he didn't even like it was like it wasn't even like he was just looking at it. Like he didn't, he didn't, yeah, he didn't shed a tear until he, he was on the cart being taken away. I was like, yeah. good for him. Because he realized that like his season was over, you know. But yeah, yeah. and all, all that money they wouldn't pay him, right? Listen, I, well, I think it's fun. I mean, it's not funny, but like I bet you he's kind of wishing he had signed that deal now. Yep. Yeah, Brady, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's But, it's but awful. he had good numbers. He had good numbers. He so even if he's not he the Cowboys quarterback next year, I think he will be, though. I think they'll I think they'll um, work out uh, a deal now. Yeah. Um, Derek, did did you watch the NBA Finals on Sunday? Uh, I did. I you should have said you were watching the Seahawks. <laughs> I, I, I turned once it was a blowout. But uh, I watched yeah. some of it, yes. That was a good game. It really was. I was happy to see Lakers win. It was a. It was Did a you see off. Steph Curry in the crowd? <laughs> was he in the crowd? There's no fans there. No he was slipping people team. off. How dare you? No, you remember that? <clears throat> that Dustin, do you remember that? I, I think I have that. Wasn't that something you did with Steph you Curry? Somebody off. Uh, <laughs> Steph Curry off? Why? Hold on, hold on, hold on. This was good. This was good. Dustin, it's two minutes, but it's it's priceless. You got to hold on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Really upset after I said a bunch of cuss words. I yelled at Stephen Curry in, uh, in person. Oh no! No, I, I, I <laughs> yelled at him for like thirty minutes straight. It was like, I said, "What the hell's oh, the no. matter with you? What the hell's the matter with the city? Can't wait! Can't oh, wait! Stick no. with our t- uh, titles!" Yeah, well, pretty much, it, it, it's bull crap today. Went back back titles. I thought they were, and, and uh-huh. my brother kept telling me that uh, <laughs> the Warriors ain't gonna win back back titles. He kept rubbing in my face. Oh no! The Cavaliers are gonna win it, and he was right. Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
Uh, we ain't uh, way to Jacksonville. Jeff Rawls did it fairly. <laughs> right. He cashed it in. He didn't Fairly. sneak in from yep. behind. He cashed in fairly. And fairly. But, and Mr. Ambrose has to hit people in the, in the, in the skull mm-hmm. with the briefcase. Yeah. The the Where's he now? Uh, uh, I just said I cussed the TV a bunch when I saw Ambrose next night. I cussed him mm-hmm. so much. I, was, I cussed him the whole entire segment. Just get intimidated. Damn you, Dean. Steph Curry, like, he's such a little guy. Like, I know I could be him. He's up. such a little That's guy. Not I'm not worried about that, you know. Uh, I will watch like, out. He's probably listening to the radio show. Radio show. Well, I, I just think it would be like fighting a child, you know, not just like physically, oh, but like his mind isn't like all that. <laughs> kind of. Did you see what he did after Game Six when he when he got ejected nope. from the game? He threw a mouthpiece at a fan. Uh huh. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Talk about Great. a sore loser. This is so good. Yeah, he, yeah, he's been. He, I hate to say it. I'm, I'm sorry, Stephen, if you're listening. Uh, he's oh. been a little bitch. Oh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Bravo. And he hung up too. He didn't want to hear that. That was great. That was great. <sighs> that was amazing. Wow. That was amazing. <laughs> Mr. Ambrose, that was a cheap move. At least he was polite to Dean. Mr. Ambrose. At least Seth Rollins did it to his face. <laughs> he did it to his face. That's amazing. Oh, man. Oh, uh, He was so mad. <sighs> oh. Tor, we got you um, now? Oh, this show. Tor. <laughs> All right, Tor. Good night, honey. <laughs> I was telling everybody Seth Rollins is going to be the next WWE champion. (laughs) (laughs) I hope hope he doesn't get mad at me for playing that because that was no, that was awesome. That was that was worth it. I'm so glad I saved all their stuff. Oh, you stuck the like the circus one. Remember that one? (laughs) I remember that one. Oh, Seth Rollins. There we go. Oh no, this is it. I'm wrong one. <laughs> yeah, you guys are all you guys are all happy that the school visitor he had his seat on the ropes the boy. The boy. What is going on? I call him a fool. I call him a fool. Boy, and that's what he is. Wow. He's a fool. He's a You you dropping the commercial in the middle of all that was hilarious. <laughs> For their show, yeah. <laughs> I thought I would use it as a commercial, but it was mostly horns. <laughs> oh um, my god. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how you want to handle this. <laughs> I pro- you know what? We're gonna take a commercial break real quick, guys. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break, and on the other mm-hmm. side, 
mm-hmm. we, we may or may not have a, uh, one or two more callers. And uh, if we don't, then uh, we'll wrap it up with some great wrestling talk. But uh, we'll be right back, guys. Uh, 914-338-1885. Why isn't the commercial coming up? There it is. Here it back. Hey, this is Total Package. Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks. Former WCW star Stro Maestro. Kathy Fitz. Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there, too. Right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests. Like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the... Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You getting ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Alright, <laughs> thank you guys, we're back I apologize about that, just had to uh, cross some T's and dot some I's there So uh, this is in the room, we're in the final stretch here on the way out And uh, there is one more caller, uh, you know, we just wanted to uh, kind of make sure that this is what we're doing And um, I'm going to put him on, and uh, I apologize Guys, if this doesn't work out, but uh, it's all right. I think we have Justin on the line. Justin, what's going hey, on? What's up, buddy? 
Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, hey, hey, you know, hey, you know, before I said to you, like last week about the about when I said I was going to apologize, I'm yeah. absolutely truthful when I say it. Okay. And well, I appreciate and I'm, that. And but I, and I'm, and I'm, don't and talk I'm, to me. I'm talk to Derek. Sorry. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was saying sorry to you because it's your show. And uh, yeah, I got you. It's never going to happen again. Hey, Derek. I mean, I was out. Of, I was out of line when I called you the N-word, and I should have never said it. And the last two weeks or so, I've uh, felt bad for what I've said, and and I truly mean it. I'm not bullshitting you. And uh, yeah, I just couldn't live with myself for the last two weeks without saying something to you. That's why I tried messaging you on uh, Facebook, and I was talking to Brady about it. All right. Um, well, here's the thing. Um, because this isn't the first time I've been called that uh, on this show. In in life, too, but on this show. Now, the first time it happened, um, I got very upset, and I, I was – I cut – I remember Strom going, I cut a hell of a promo on the guy that did it. Those were the words that Strom said to me. I'm a little older now, so I'm going to handle this a little bit differently because I believe in dialogue um, as I've gotten older. Um, so here's my thing. Um, what, outside of me doing something, no, no there's, there's no reason to use that word. What made you in that moment think it was okay to say that to me? Because you said it. You could have called me anything in the book. There's a million different words. You could, I've been called a million different things on this show by people. Um, I've been mm. called a Brady. I've been called a Brady Hicks dick hugger, which I thought was funny. Really? I've been called, I don't remember yeah, that. <laughs> this was year, This was uh, years ago. Remember, we used to have like the little messages you could leave underneath the show, and they could like leave comments. Yeah. Somebody left that in one of the copies of uh, the guy's name. But, it sounds um, like Mark Long. <laughs> <laughs> There's a million things I could be called. You purposely went to that. That was the first one you went to. You did, you know, there was nothing in between. So I'm curious as to why you thought it was okay to go straight there. I I I tell you, I it, it was a, it was a low blow from in, in my in my in my per in my personal report me personally for calling that to you. And I mean, I was just frustrated and just agitated at first. I thought it was you that said something about the military, but it wasn't. I actually mm-hmm. take that back, which it was actually, which it was actually Ray. And uh, I mean, I mean, I, 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 to, I told you guys before, my dad, my uncle, and I had friends that were in the military, and I thought you. I thought you actually said something that that I took offensive. That's why I went into my defense of saying that, which I know you didn't say anything about it until I listened to the radio show last week, which was uh, Ray. And uh, but 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 here's the here's the crazy part. Ray didn't say anything either. As a matter of fact, right before you called me that, me and Ray were going out of our way to say his grandfather served in the Army. My dad 
and my both my grandfather served in the army, so we were on your side. So it's almost like you came on the show with an agenda. You didn't want to hear what we said, and I actually didn't even hear that. Why was why was actually on the waiting? I know, and we tried to explain it to Malcolm too. Me, I wouldn't let Ray say anything you know disrespectful to the military because of my grandfather. And I'm pretty sure if Ray was on the line, he would tell you he wouldn't let me say anything disrespectful because of the time yeah. his grandfather had. And even if I did say something about the military, which I wouldn't, but if I did or if Ray did. Uh-huh. That word shouldn't be the first thing to come out of your mouth. It shouldn't. I don't say it. You know what I mean? All right, true. Um, I understand. My, nobody in my family says it. My family is from the heart of Georgia. My grandmother, who's 83 years old, she you know, she's had to deal with racism 80 years on this earth. She's witnessed crosses burnt in front of a house, and you know I won't go into it, but she's witnessed these things. My mom, my mother. Is from the South. And my father, they went to segregated schools when they were babies. They had guards had to walk them into the schools when they mixed the schools with blacks and whites. They had to be taken into school by the military. This isn't my great, great, great grandparents. This is my mother and my father. You know what I'm saying? So that word, it hits hard. I'm, I'm a big boy. I can handle myself. You can call me any name in the book, and I'm fine with it. But there's a couple things in this life I don't tolerate, and that word is one of them. I don't tolerate it. Nobody should say it. it it's one of the most ugliest words in, in this world that's ever been come up with. That word is ugly and it's hateful. And the way you just threw it out there, you didn't even think twice about it. You just threw it out there. And then you call back and you go, hey, man, I'm sorry. And I was that, being rude about it. I was being rude about why I said it, and and I wasn't. And and Brady has stated to you people before, I've been called that word on this show before. And in a different time, and maybe if we were face-to-face, if you called me that word, we would have had, it would have been a completely different situation. There wouldn't have been any talking at all. And I don't know if sometimes you people think because I'm on the phone, it gives you a free pass, and not just to me. Nobody has a free pass to say you came on a couple of weeks ago and you were disrespectful to Stro. Nobody has a free pass to talk bad about Stro. Nobody has a free pass to talk about Brady, Matt, any of us. Kathy, none of us. Nobody has a You guys just can't come on here and say what you want to say to us. It's not. We're doing this because we love talking to each other and we enjoy each other's company. And this is the highlight of the week for us. But we also do entertain you guys. And then you guys come in and you call and you bash us. It's not right. It's not. And right. they call right. us. And they call yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. You guys call yeah. us. Like, like, like we said a couple of weeks ago. Stro is the salt of the earth. I haven't. Stro hasn't said a bad word about anybody since we started doing this show. And you come in and you're attacking the Stro and you're calling him out of his name. He's a he's a grown man. Or as Brady laughs when I say, he's a grown ass man. Uh-huh. Stro is. You shouldn't be calling him out his name. Yeah, <laughs> the man is to he, he's to he's to be respected. I'm to be respected. Brady is to be respected. Matt. And especially Kathy, you guys come on here and you guys just say the craziest things, and Kathy's on the line. And it's like, come yeah. on. 
What's going on? I truly understand with where you're coming from. And then you guys think, and and then you come in and you apologize, and then who's to know if you're not going to fly off the hinge in two weeks? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm actually actually growing as a person, and I'm I'm actually going to take account for what I say from now on, and I mean it. I hope I hope so. I do. Uh, actually, I was thinking about it while you guys were talking, and um, you hear these stories every once in a while where somebody kind of throws that out that word out there, and they get ostracized. You know, like uh, like I look at look at everything that happened with Hulk Hogan and everything that he lost, and even in terms of his reputation, people are mm-hmm. never going to look at him the same again. Uh, Justin, yeah. you're in your twenties. You know, and like, uh-huh. do you really want this to be how people? Th- this is on a podcast now, where like, this ain't going anywhere. You know what I mean? I I think it all the time, and I joke around like, why won't WWE hire me? Because like, I have eleven years of this nonsense, like, uh-huh. as evidence that they shouldn't hire me. Like, it's kind of the same thing. Like, I I I, I try to remember that like. These are the kind of show. like, if I ever have a kid, do I want my kid to listen to what I said on the air? Am I, am mm-hmm. I comfortable no. with that? Am I, Derek has a kid. No. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek has never yes. said anything so awful that his 11-year-old son can't listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. As far as I know. As far as I know. Uh, um, I, I go out can, with that. Yeah. I, I mean, really you, hear you, what you're saying, Brady. I I just yeah, I just I want you to like like I said it, it ain't my place to be mad and I understand like even like to talk about me or like to joke about uh-huh. me we banter back and forth a lot and I don't yeah. want to put that on the same level as what you said last week or two weeks ago because it's no, not two weeks ago. if if we banter back and forth and you call me a little bitch and it's like okay well we're just being uh-huh. funny haha like that's fine we're just we're kidding around I I don't take that seriously. Um, I take what you said two weeks ago very seriously, especially as somebody that's doing a live show, um, yeah. because I don't want that on my product, and I don't I mean, want I that tell you, directed at I mean, somebody I that you, I care about very much. I mean, I mean, I tell you this from here on out, I'm not going to be hateful to you guys, and I mean that. I'm not going to be hateful. I'm just going to come on, answer your questions, and just. Just do what you get. Just do what you want. Just answer what you answer with what you want me to answer. And and look, and 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 you're we're, we're you're in North Carolina, right? Yeah. All right. I I have family in North Carolina too, and that word, if you say that out loud, and somebody hears you in North Carolina, and it's a black person, they're not going to respond like I responded. They're not. You can get hurt badly down there. That word is piercing. It hurts, especially down in the south. And I'm not here to judge anybody because I'm not the Lord. That's not my place. But the way you spit it out to me, it sounds like that's not the first time you've used that word. That's not the first time since you've been on this planet that you've said that. And it's in your brain. You don't need your to brain, answer it. 
you, you don't, don't need I'm to not, answer I'm it. Not, just think. Yeah, I'm not. Ex- I'm not asking you to answer it. What I'm saying is, like Brady said, you have to be careful of the things you say. There are consequences for your words, whether it's on the show or it's in person. You can't just come on here and say whatever you want. Like Brady said, on the, you came on here and you attacked Stro, right? Stro is a God-fearing man. Stro is a sweet man. But if, what if you would have came on here and said something crazy to Stro, and then you went to a show and Stro saw you, and Stro decided he wanted to hand out some old-school justice on you because of something you said to him that could have been avoided on a radio show? Yeah. yeah. You, you got to be aware your words have consequences. You have to live your life like that. Because like Brady said, you're young. And God willing, you're going to live on this earth for many, many, many more decades. Now is the time to learn these lessons. Because if you learn it out there in the real world, it can get you hurt badly, or it can get you killed sometimes. So you better take this and let it be a teachable moment for you and make sure that whenever you feel like you want to fly off the cuff, and I'm not just talking on this show, I'm talking about in your real life, you remember these words we're telling you. Because these words that we're saying could possibly save your life, save a job, do something. You got to be smarter than that. And sometimes I'm sorry, as my grandpa would say, I'm sorry doesn't always fix the lint. So you can't just say whatever you want to say and then fall back on I'm sorry. You can't. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm not trying to offend any people. I mean, I know there's a few people that probably on the show believe in God, but I'm the, I'm the, I, uh, I would say I turn, I turn, I turn, I turn my, I turn myself away from God ever since my uncle passed away. I hear you. And, this, uh, this isn't, it's not a religious it's, thing. It's, it's a decent no, thing. No, no, no. You don't have to believe in the Lord to be a decent person. I was just saying, I just turned away, and I, I mean, I just don't believe, that's all. But I actually understand what you're saying. It, it doesn't, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with your relationship with God. It, it's yeah. To do, how, to do with that. And honestly, um, not that it would be okay, but we're not strangers. You've been calling us for, what, four years now, five years? Nah, two years, just about. That's it, really? Oh, my God, it feels like 15 uh, I um wow yeah no but I mean just think man just just please think about it I mean that's all I can you're very lucky that like it was Derek and like he said not somebody out on the street that you said it to I mean I I mean I consider you and Derek and all the other guys friends and all that mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and call back every week, and I'm listening to your show, listening to Stro's show. Just keep a cool head. That's all. I you understand know. you felt angry, but angry isn't an excuse. Yeah. It's, it's not an excuse. Right. I've, I've, and one last thing. That's, you know, you don't have to turn on the news. You know, it's pretty rough out there nowadays. Um, mm. Especially for people like me And I come on this show Because it's a getaway from that sometimes Sometimes, you know I'll have a rough time in the street At work or whatever it is or somebody, And I come on this show and I laugh And I play And I joke around with everybody To get away with that And the last thing I need is to come on here My safe place, as Happy Gilmore used to say And 
have hate here because especially from yep. somebody who calls into the show because I don't expect that from Brady. I don't expect it from Stro. I don't expect it from Kathy or Matt or Ray. I trust them. We're like a family here. So I don't need anybody to come in here to my family and preach hate when this is my getaway space. I don't need it here at all. All right. Yeah, I understand that. And, um, yeah, no, I mean, just, just, just please. I mean, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess you guys, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I guess you guys tend to think that I'm a different person if you guys were to meet me in real life then. I'm sure you are. You know, my, you know, like, like these uh, jerk offs that I deal with on Twitter all the time. Like, you know, I, huh. I have no doubt that they're not going to be like that. I'm not calling you jerk off. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I have no doubt you're going to be different in person. I, I I'm sure you uh, are. I, I think that uh, people thought... make the mistake of thinking because they're on the phone or in front of the computer that they can say whatever they want. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it ain't that ain't reading. the case. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that I, too, but just not like that. Yeah, I I have I have no no doubt if you were in my face or Stroh's face or Brady's face for that matter, you wouldn't say half the stuff to our face that you say over this phone. You just wouldn't. And it's not a tough guy thing. I just know you wouldn't say it to us because if one of us didn't jump on you, Kathy might jump on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh boy. So I'm. Yeah, I'm, be glad she's not here. I'm, exactly. Hey, Brady. And if she and don't don't be surprised if you call in and she's on the line if she doesn't give you a piece of her mind because she's just a but she's upset. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you this, Bree. I mean, I mean, I'm like with me, I would say I, I'm fine with the people that I know, and then if it's like with strangers, like the people that I don't know, it's like nah, I'm not a fan. If I know you real well, or I talk to you guys. You guys are cool. But if I don't like you, I'm just going to ignore you till you're blue in the face. That's all. All right. Well, just... let me um, let me say this. And I'm, I'm not saying that what you did was okay. Um, what uh-huh. I am going to say is that I thought it took a lot of balls to come on here and, and man up to it. You know, yeah. because if it were me, I would be so embarrassed. I would never want Derek to hear my voice again. I mean, I am embarrassed. I so mean, I, 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 I got to say that, like, and, and to do this on a podcast where people are listening, you know, I don't think, I don't doubt that you're sorry about it. I really don't. I just, I because like I said, it takes a lot of guts to call in and do this on the air like this. I, I get that. Hey, I Brady. understand. It's, hey, it's embarrassing. But hold on. But, hey, Brady. But that doesn't make it okay, is all I'm going to say. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I understand. Hey, Brady. Okay. Yeah. Hey, when I, when I, when I sent you that message, I told you I was, I was serious and I was sincere. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't bullcrapping about that. And just like I said on your show tonight, it's not going to happen. I'm going to keep my words to myself. I'm not going to be negative to you or anybody else on your show. I trust you to honor that. Like I, I do. I mean, if you start with me, like joking around, I'll pull some punches out. I mean, that's as far as I'll go. Like I said, you but, can joke around with me all you want. Just do not, 
there are certain things, and, and we said this before about the uh, the other thing you use the slur about gays. I have some very close friends that are gay. I have some people that I consider family that are gay. And there are people that listen to the show that are gay. And I don't want my friends or my family to say, I want nothing to do with the show because I'm going to tune in and I'm going to hear a word that reminds me of how much the world hates me. Mm -hmm. I don't want that. And I don't want that for Derek. I don't want that for anybody. You know, I, the same as I would be furious if you called Kathy like a, a, a slur. Like, I, I, I don't want you yeah. – and I understand that you get it. No, I just – I really want you to just 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 really get it. I mean, really, I, yeah. I want to drill that home because, like, yeah, with me. if it's everybody else or you, it's going to come down to everybody else every time. Yeah, I mean, with me, I don't – with me, I don't hate – I don't hate people that are gay. I just, like, if you're – if that's how you are – I don't want to be around you. That's just how I am. I just, that's just me personally. Well, that's a shame. I, I think you should think about that too. But I, yeah, okay. That's not, that's not a good thing to say. But. What would you do if your kid was gay? I mean, me. I mean, it yeah. doesn't affect my life. It, it, I mean, to me, it wouldn't affect if, my life. If your life, kid was gay? His life. Okay. When I affect my life, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be his life, that's all. Okay, what if he's bringing I mean, somebody home for Thanksgiving? Are you going to be hateful I, to them? Nah. Be down to earth. And, hey, it, takes down to earth. it takes so much more energy to hate than it does just to love everybody. It's so much yeah. more stressful to walk around hating and finding reasons not to like people. So true. And that that's a mantra I live yeah. every day of my life. Every day of my life. That's why I don't turn the news on because there's nothing but hate and stuff on the news. I love everybody <laughs> until you give me I'd love everybody until you give me a reason not to love you. And 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 Justin, you can know that that's true because uh he's here talking to you. Mm. In spite of the fact of what you said. Like I said, if this was a decade ago and I was in my 20s, we'd be having a whole different conversation. I might be trying to find where you live. But I'm older, I'm mature now, and this is how I handle things. Hate doesn't doesn't win against hate, and I'm going to be the bigger person. And like Brady said, heed to what we're saying. And we've given you plenty of opportunities. This is strike two, okay, Justin? I just want you to understand that. Yeah, I understand that. This isn't like Randy Orton where you get infinite strike twos. <laughs> see how I slipped that in there? Yeah. I see. I see what you did there. <laughs> I heard you, man. All right, man. Cool. Um, well, thank you for doing and it. I'll, I do appreciate and that. I'll, and I'll apologize to Stray also. Uh, yeah, sorry about that also. So. That's all I got. Sorry about what? Uh, with, uh, me Not that I want to drag this out another uh, 10 minutes, but. Yeah, I mean, me talking. Yeah, me. Uh, talking uh, track? Match, uh, and all that. Yeah, craziness. It is crazy, yeah, so. as long as you know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Um, well, we're going to let you go. But um, yep. 
Please call I'll back call you again. Guys and like week. I said, ah. yep, just uh, just remember, man. Just please, just please be, please be good to people. Please. Maybe it's maybe it's me. I'm just not a big uh, people person. That's all. Well, you don't have to be a big people. Yeah, yeah. You you don't have to be a people person. You just got to be a person. There it is. Put that on a shirt, man. That was good. (laughs) Thank you. Pro Wrestling Tees. That was good. Available for (laughs) $19.99. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. I I, I feel weird thanking him. But um, (laughs) I got to admit that, that, I mean, I'm not making excuses for it. But. That took a lot of guts to come on the air and do that for 15 minutes. It did. Like it I did. said, if, if I said it, Derek, you would never hear my voice again because I would be mortified. <laughs> and, and vice versa. It, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I would have looked for a rock to hide under. And that's any swear right. towards anybody. And it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. I know we're getting short on time. But it's nuts because as, okay. yeah. talk, as we're talking to him and I'm thinking we're kind of getting through to him, Throws that last bit of thing in towards the end, and I'm like, "Well, damn." I know. <laughs> I know. Maybe we're not getting through to him, but you know. <laughs> I think Closer. we're getting through to him. I think what he thinks we're looking for is a puppet. And Justin, if you think like you got to just call in and like just answer what I say and say what I want you to say, that's not that's no, not yeah. it. No, no, no. I want you to be yourself. I just want you to be nicer. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all. It. You know, if you, if your mom was in the room, is that how you would talk? That's all. Yeah. Yeah. There you That's go. All. all right. Um, so I, I do think we should um, start to wrap things up for the week because I, I can't imagine where we would ever go from here. Uh, Derek, did you have anything that you wanted to uh, to plug on the way out? Uh, do I? No. Oh, here we go. Um, it's not a plug necessarily, but to all you movie fans out there, um, if you're like myself and you love coming to America, um, you still haven't seen it, have you, Brady? <laughs> nope. Anyway. I fell asleep. I started Jeez. watching Oh, my God. How? <laughs> oh, my God. I watched it late at night. You know what? You reminded oh. me. I'm going to watch it this week, and next week I'll be okay. able to talk about it. Okay. Well, <laughs> Coming to America 2 will be out on Amazon December 18th. So we have Wow, a really? Yes, I'm so excited. Uh, I told my wife. And I was so excited. My wife just looked at me. And um, also, real quick, I have a funny thing. Is Eddie Murphy in it? Yes, everybody is back. Everybody. (laughs) All right. That's cool. One one funny thing, real quick. My son had his friends over today. And it was him and his two other friends. And they're talking about Halloween costumes. And, you know, I'm I'm walking to the room and they're talking. and, And I heard my son go, you know, we can be the Hurt Business. You know, we just put on that shirt clothes pretty much, and we can be the her business. So I try to be funny, and I go, well, there's four of them, and there's only three of you guys. So what are you going to do? And my son, who was definitely his father's child, he looks at me when I'm skipping the beat. He goes, well, Dad, you can be MVP because you're old. And I was like, okay. Well, that's me. <laughs> that hurts my feelings. So, but I guess I asked for it. So. That's funny. Damn kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stro, what do you got going on, man? Uh, just uh, interview with Ever DeVore this Thursday night on uh, WCW yes. Retro at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then uh, Friday night on the Stro Zone, my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Joe Maestro at 12 
Midnight uh, will be featuring the original Wolfman on Long Chain and Bill Lugosi. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Uh, thank you to Kevin Kelly for the interview tonight. It was a great time. Uh, everybody be sure to check out all the other great stuff on VOCNation.com, live and on-demand programming each and every day of the week, full schedule up at VOCNation.com. So be sure to check all that out. Thank you to all the listeners for tuning in tonight, each and every one of you guys. Uh, Justin, I know I said it before. Uh, I, I appreciate it more than you know that you would come on and do that. Um, so I, I do appreciate it. Please uh, just just be good to each other, everybody. I say it every week, and I do mean it. You know, when I say I love them, I do. I love you guys. I do. Um, I want everybody to uh, to reflect that same love that we try to give out, and we do. Um, so thank you to all the listeners for tuning in this week. Uh, thank you to the greatest crew that I could ever ask for, Stro, Kathy, Derek, uh, Matt, Ray, everybody. Uh, thank you so much. Um, ECWA returns, I believe it's November 7th with Pretzelmania. I'm going to be there, and I can't wait. It's going to be a great time and lots of other great stuff as well. So be sure to stay tuned to VOCNation.com. For all the updates and all the latest news there, uh, everybody, take care. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you real soon. I love you all. Bye-bye.